online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. It's a pre-recorded show, but that needn't make any difference. What, do you need to know that I'm actually there now? I'm not going to be able to help you if there's a fire. With me in the studio to co-host the show with me and probably derail the show and undermine me is Jonathan Ross. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Russell. What a ridiculous thing for you to say. Why what? would I want to derail you in any way? You're doing such a great job on your own. Oh, now, although I am a post-structuralist, you have <laughs> actually undermined you me there about the undermining. It's very clever. We've got a very good show coming up here's what's going to happen over the course of it jonathan yes uh gail garcia burnell oh what marvelous he's the actor he's a spanish actor i think enunciation was never your strong gael point Garcia. after all for almost two decades you were known as a man who couldn't pronounce a particular letter so call him, call him pedro Oh mate, oh, Pedro, how's it going? Pedro. He's going to be on. He's the fella that I know mostly as Che Guevara in motorso- motorcycle yes. diaries. That's yes. what I know him as mostly. But yes. there's other things, isn't there? Yes, many. Amoros Peros. <laughs> Amoros Peros. Tu Mama Tambien. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Do you like that one? That was directed by Alfonso Cuaron. I forget, of course. You've Alfonso got quite Cuaron. a diverse career. And Alfonso Cuaron came mm. out of my house for dinner one no, night. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. You With Guillermo del Toro. And guess, listen to this. Who del Toro got yeah, him out and, of Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah, what, yeah, and guess what I made them watch at the end of the evening? Go on. The latest Rambo movie. Did you? And they liked it. <laughs> I forced them. And the first of all, Guillermo was enjoying it. He was on board from minute one. Really? Alfonso, being a nice liberal for him, said, no, it's too bad. He killed This is American imperialism. He's killing too many people. Oh, he's killing me. And by the end, he was going, rip out the throat of the pig. Kill him, Rambo. Kill him. <laughs> really? You yeah. turned him round? Turned him round to be a violent warmonger. In a way, you've done that to the nation. You've taken us from a, a poetic nation wow. of literary wow. people and made us idiot, luddite, heathen. What a link. Through your be, shows. Couldn't be happier. I can't take all the credit, but God bless you. Coming up also, we will be talking to Dennis Norden, mostly on account of the fact that he was on your show. I oh, bumped into him in the, the corridor. M- the marvellous Dennis Norden. I've now had the chance to finish his excellent book. Yeah. And uh, there are two or three jokes in there which are of the very highest quality. One which I would maintain, and I've been talking with Danny Baker about this, possibly the greatest joke ever written. Surely, Jonathan, when it comes to naming the greatest joke ever written, mm-hmm. the old name of Russell Brand will be attached to that well, gag. even in the top 100. <laughs> Because oh, you don't really write jokes, do you? What you do is you exist on a sort of like a, a waft of whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> whimsy and looking like something uh, that Tim Burton threw out in an early sketchbook design for <laughs> The Corpse Bride. Damn you! I've got jokes, I've got stories, anecdotes, and I've got a certain spirit. Je ne sais quoi. Yes, you yes. should see my new stand-up. It's brilliant, I as a matter of fact. I can't wait. What's this best joke ever written by Norden, then? Or don't well, you, don't you I, can do it uh, justice because of your it, poor it, delivery. I could do it, but it needs a bit of setting up. Is he coming in, though? He's going to come on the telephone with us. Well, I could steer him in that direction and let him take the credit he so deserves. Will he falteringly and haltingly deliver it, or will he deliver it succinctly? I'm here as a safety net if he falters or halters. Thank God we've got you. Yeah, yeah. Very much I'm here for you beneath. as I have been for the nation for the last 20 odd years. <laughs> we look to you in times of crisis like this. There's a bloody credit crunch! Yeah. There's a credit crunch! It's all been crunched! So, so would, we've got you. I would say... Don't panic. Don't panic. We've got Jonathan Ross, a safe pair of hands. Don't panic. He and his millions, millions that you're giving him, <laughs> will see us through yeah. this credit crunch. Yeah. Also coming on the show is uh, Manuel actor Andrew Sachs. Yeah. He's Ma- going to be on. Manuel, is that what you call him? You're going to call him Manuel actor to his face? I don't like doing that to people, calling them, like people that are only known for one thing. I don't like to reduce them. You do them. do that, Russell. Don't be what you do is you fake a degree of kindness and intimacy early on in the conversation. Oh, and then you come in and go, yeah, you is what, Manuel off the TV. 
in it. So, hello, we got Manuel with us, ladies and gentlemen, from the, what is off the Forty Towers. <laughs> Like that, that's a fair depiction of me. I had a go on his door. That's the sort of thing you'd say. <laughs> Actually, I did. Interesting that you should say that because uh, Manuel's granddaughter yes. is in a uh, Baroque dance group called the Satanic Sluts.com. Well, Have yeah. a look at them. And uh, David Badil, who did, was kind enough to do the show with me last week, yes. once popped around, and a couple of the Satanic Sluts were there well, well. in that capacity. And uh, what of she always said to me. Don't mention that to me, Granddad Manuel. Manuel and now here we are. Forty Towers. So when man, when we talk to Manuel, we yes. must be careful not. not, not mention don't that. mention that his granddaughter's a satanic slut. He must know she's a satanic slut. He probably just doesn't know she's been out of your hot tub. I don't know what's more shameful for uh, a grandfather. Oh, I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my hot tub, in a way, it's cleansing. It's like Lords in that hot tub. I've I got dread to think what's breeding in your hot tub right me, now. Me most nights. I'm in there breeding. I'm oh, living. Yeah. <laughs> the, amount of, the amount of your DNA and the DNA of random youngsters you've lured back <laughs> with the promise of a free DVD. <laughs> And the chance to meet Dennis Norden. I'm quite close with Dennis Norden. Uh, the king of the parlour. <laughs> Are you one of those people who's been lured back in on the pretense of receiving a false DVD? <laughs> Dennis Norden will be coming up, as will Manuel, actor Andrew Sachs. Also, we'll be doing some of our regular items, gay, where we help people with gay problems. Also, we'll be doing uh, Jingle Race War, possibly, because you know we get all the jingles this show, Jonathan, no, uh, via listeners. Of course you know, because you pilfer ideas for your own tired, <laughs> jaded franchise. Well, well, if I did, I'd be listening to Adam and Joe. <laughs> they truly are innovators. The true innovators. They are, Adam and Joe. Yeah. So, um, they are, they're brilliant. I'm having to go Adam and Joe. You're here, uh, also, to some degree, to promote what we can only describe as a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, your book. <laughs> you I described see... it as a book. Well done. Yeah, it's a book. I'll describe You're it as in a it, book. of course, a tiny bit. I know, because when it was sent round to my house last night quite late... Yeah, you browsed. I, I browsed through. I'm really good at finding scanning a text and finding sure. my own name in it. Of course, sure. I only found it once, but you said it's in the twice. I think it's in the twice. Well, you found which bit did you find? I can't remember. I found you saying like you know you're talking about hats and you said that oh mm. yeah, yeah Russell Brand wears a tight hat. Like a and it looks hat. like he's got a head you injury. You came around once you were wearing and seriously I said to Jane, should I find an ambulance? <laughs> it looked like you had a very badly applied bandage around your head. <laughs> it was cool that hat. You looked like looked an ant or something. No, I looked nice. It, it didn't look nice. Too tight was it? No, no. It's just like, it's the fashion. I know it's the young person's fashion. Other young people would have seen you and gone, call hat, call beans on the hat man. Well, I see the hat and go, oh my god, he's got an injury or wound. Do you know much about our children talk? Because your eldest daughter, Betty, it's, it's all, I have to yeah, Betty, call beans. really focus call to beans understand Call beans is a new expression. She says all the time, she says, yeah, call beans. Ends, that means where you live. Bear means many or a lot of. Hey, there's I'm, bear I'm, people round my ends. Bear means many. Uh, there's uh, hench means kind of buff and muscular. Hench, hench is a good one there. That's so there's confusing. Butters means something really bad. But there's a new one now. Crutters. Crutters. Even worse than butters. Crutters is the new butters. If you like butters, you'll love crutters. Yeah, yes, I can't, it's believe, the it's, new street can't speak. believe it's not butters. <laughs> it's butters. Uh, oh well. Hey, done. Speak about now this is why we're giving him all of your license fees. Russell, well, oh, they're out, not. Then. They're only giving me about fifty percent. It's very um, reasonable. I've Cheap it off the price it is. I, I've got a text on my phone. Speaking of young people, guess oh, who text on guess, your phone, guess is who it? Texted me Blimey, yesterday. What's next, poppers? Guess who texted me? Go on. Who? My man Dizzy. Your man, <laughs> your man Dizzy. My man Dizzy texted Disney me yesterday. Dizzy Rascal. Holla! He never texted you. He texted me. I've got it on there. Go on then. Oh, Read I've it got out. I bet you didn't understand it. I bet you didn't understand because you didn't understand the abbreviations. Did he use a smiley face? Give him my number. 
Kiss me, rascal, my number. I suggested giving you a number, and he refused to accept it. Okay, where is it? Hold it, here it is. Well, actually, thinking about it, when we grew up in Compton, Los Angeles, Dizzy and I were on rival gangs. Here we go, here he is. This is the one for you to say. Yo, bro, this is Dizzy. He says Dizzy's with a D. Dizzy, this is, yeah, this is probably Dizzy. This is Dizzy. This is Dizzy. Good to, the number two, C, just the letter, Yeah again, holla. He says who? That's it, that's it, that's what I'm talking about. He probably was saying that sarcastically, yeah, I imagine. That, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? That is quite a good friend. I'll tell you who yeah. I've been troubling cool, is the young actor. Um, I'm doing The Tempest, the film of it, with Helen yes, Mirren. With Helen Mirren and Sir Ben Kingsley. Yes. Just all yes. of those. Lord Hilton. Who, a lot okay. of very playing, noble folk. You're playing Ridiculo, the, the jester, I think. You can reduce my part if you like to Ridiculo, but I think we all know that Shakespeare's greatest character is Trinculo. So oh, yes, Trinculo. scholars are taught, is it Hamlet or is it Trinculo? Trinkolo, played by Russell Brand. I'll be playing Trinkolo. Alright, do I compare me to a summary day? That's embarrassing. I admire you for (laughs) taking on, because you've done one movie which, let's face it, quite a few people went to see. Yep, it was a hit movie. And to do one which no one's going to go and see, I think it shows you in a good light. It's a nice thing. It's good to balance out your career like that. Can't argue with you on the subject of films, because you've got that other programme where you're much more serious, George. Yes, I put on a totally different face and voice. Mm, yes. Well, you know, credit to them for all, you know, but personally, I didn't enjoy it. But, you know, it's, it, I like to see you being all diverse and stuff. So you couldn't find my name in your book. Oh, there. No, I could look for it for you. I'll find it as long as you want. It'd be nice if you made an effort. Anyway, Ben Whishaw's oh, yeah. in that film with uh, Helen Mirren. I like Ben Whishaw. He's a very good actor. I think he's got a quality that James Dean has got. He's tortured. <laughs> well, no, that's not what I was focusing on. Well, then what are you talking about, you Brooding idiot? intensity. Ah, yeah. He's so, got brooding so intensity. So many other actors you could have reached for, living ones, perhaps. <laughs> well, who? <laughs> but, but I've not seen any other actor that's got this brooding intensity that young Ben Wishaw has got. Give us three minutes, I think of five. All right. All right. Bloody okay. hell, he knows his friends. There's, so, a, there's a couple of good Frenchies who've got it. I tell you who's got it, Mathieu Almeric, who's the new... Uh, I've, I've, I've overpronounced the name, obviously, I've overcooked that. <laughs> really, yeah. Mathieu Almeric, he was the guy in, um, I think he's, he's in, he's in the new Bond villain in Quantum of Solace, and he was he was the, in the wheelchair. Is it one in... of the blue eye that cried out a blood tear? Uh, no, that was oh, one for the, the next film. He looked a bit like Jimmy Carr on a good day, didn't he? <laughs> handsome Jimmy Carr. Yeah, yeah, handsome yeah. Jimmy Carr. <laughs> it's a nice handsome Jimmy Carr. Handsome Jimmy Carr for you, ladies. So Ben Wishaw, I've got his phone number because yep, I've encountered doing that film. Good. And I've like I've left him a message. He's not responded yet. He but won't, I've, he I've won't got respond. into. He won't call you back. I've got into his brooding intensity, and he it's won't call you back. Uh, overwhelming. You'd break his whole image. Imagine if you seen that with you. There he is, working on the whole brooding, intense, yeah. deep, slightly troubled, yeah. hanging out with a clown. <laughs> <laughs> not, only a, not only a clown in real life, a clown in the film as well. <laughs> Why does he want to do that? Well, you know, so I'm be out with the cool kids. You've got to realise you've accepted the bullied role on this. Oh sh! Well, do you think so? Yeah, I'm you're, not even, you're not even going to be allowed to eat with Sir Ben Kingsley if you're a trinkolo. You'll be in a different little. I'm edgy, dangerous stand-up comic, mate. Yes. Uh, what about that for One of the very best. One of the finest. One of the finest. Okay, so coming up later, we will be... Uh, I'll just, look, I'd hopefully... I've left him a message that I put quite a lot of effort in, and I'd like it if he responded. That's all I'm saying about Ben Wishaw. If you do know Ben Wishaw, try and encourage him to contact me. The sort of people he hangs out with are not the sort of people who, A, listen to you, or B, will be bullied into such a craven <laughs> attempt to have him <laughs> pretend to be your friend. They will. They'll be bullied. They're people. They're not people we know. They're people Aren't with they? depth and real lives. What and they like those people that don't want to be famous. Oh, sometimes I wonder about those Frank, guys. Frank, well, I don't wonder anymore. I just no? pity them. <laughs>
And that's the kind of show you're in for. If you want to text us, you can't because it's already happened, all of this. If you want to phone us, you simply cannot. Do go to bbc.co.uk and look at the vidicast. There's been one of Jonathan, there's one of last week, with me with David Badil, there's one with Amstel, Noel Gallagher. Think of all the wonderful co-hosts, but can any of them be a challenge to this man leafing through his own book vainly? Did you find it? I found it. Okay, well, let's uh, after this record, we will hear that thing. Mr G, Poet Laureate of the show, will be summing up uh, the show in a minute. Why don't we listen to Guns N' Roses? And Mr G, you're going to summarise the entire... Okay. What, what do you mean? No, but at the end of the show, you'll summarise the show. Don't find uh, Don't summarise this. There's nothing for you to summarise. You just say, "Oh, Jonathan Ross came in, sat down for a while." Sprinkled a bit of stardust. Bit of stardust, yeah. lovely. We were all very grateful. There was a bit of chat about Ben Wishaw and Dizzy Rascal. Uh, did you respond to Dizzy Rascal? Not yet. I'm going to leave him hanging. <laughs> treat him mean, keep him key. That's what I discovered. Keep, especially, right. especially you rappers. Yeah, no, that's right. Because he's used to walking all over, yeah, folks, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he needs a short, a, sharp, sharp. Give what Disney his, needs. Taste of his own boy in the corner. <laughs> yeah! Je Jezebel. That'll wake him up to yeah. himself. Well, that, nice. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many text messages you get from Disney Rascal. Oh, You're still very much an outsider in oh, the youth market. Will you turn off your phone? This Have you been on the radio before? Do you know how this industry yo, yo, works? Yo, Dizzy, what's up, my that man? That is not Disney <laughs> Rascal! Yo, what's up? Yeah, I'm down with the, I'm with that, the whole bag. Damn whole that bag. is Danny what's Baker up? calling you. Oh. You are talking to yeah, Danny yo. Baker. Yo, who's probably yeah, written your previous jokes yeah yeah, yeah? Right. how about that all right darling see you later bye sorry i'm turning my phone off now is that your wife jane maybe why why is she not why didn't she surely you told her i'm doing a pre-record with russell brand she a highlight no no she's me. told me not to mention your name in the house anymore oh come on she why find it pollutes the atmosphere <laughs> how dare you that woman is very <laughs> very get an extra glade out to clear the air <laughs> <laughs> the plug-in glades, not even spray glades. You need electricity to cleanse the air. She's a big fan of the Febreze, my wife. When she used to smoke in the old days and sometimes not bathe too often, she would spray Febreze in her hair in the morning before she went out to work. Really? Febreze yeah. in the hair? That's not even a, meant to be applied to the Cleans body or it. hair. Yeah, it works, it works. No. Yeah, it works. I don't like the, the perfume masking odour. I'd rather deal with the odour. Of course you don't, because you're no better than a dog. Hey! In the I'm gutter. better than most dogs. <laughs> Up on my hind legs. Look at me go. Performing dog on Britain's Got Talent. Russell <laughs> Brand. <laughs> Have a bone. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've already got one. Old Helen Mirren. Not old Helen Mirren. Oh, Helen. Oh. I'm in that now. Hey, I'm in that fictionally. You've not got her number. Yeah, we're, I'm hanging up with her and Dizzy tonight. We're going. Uh, <laughs> you. We're, we're going no. to McDonald's. Ooh, the king of it pop. The queen of Britain. Jonathan Ross. <laughs> all together. Preposterous. Um, I've developed something of a relationship with her. I did my first rehearsal with her. We kissed on the lips. Of course you did. Yeah, we did actually. Of course you did. I would have a relationship with Helen Mirren. What I'd like you is. Mean, do you mean the physical relationship? Yes. I'd like to like sort of lay my head on her bosom. She stroked my head and go, good boy, good boy, that's no, I'd it. I'd rather take it quite roughly from behind. <laughs> really? Roughly? Yeah, and then and then just go for a nice walk <laughs> and talk about how disappointing it was for both of us. <laughs> sorry, sorry, well, we can still, uh, do you think our relationship can survive this dreadful I sex? think if you no, are taking no, someone from behind, it has to be roughly, don't you? Well, I maintain, from behind. no, the gently from behind is nonsense. Who wants gently from behind? No one. The fact you've gone behind them because you can't bear to look in their face. <laughs> that, that, oh, yeah, that, you, you see, he gives so much away <laughs> about himself. I don't go from comedy. behind. I don't go from behind. Do I like to be around the front looking at the boobs. Only ever, you're, you're, so, you're so vanilla. <laughs> I'm not. I've got a lot of moves, Jonathan. Uh -huh. Well, I'm vanilla in that is, you know, adult human females, but outside of that... Have you got one thing? If there's a young man listening, or maybe, mm. a, maybe a young girl, even in a different position, but if there's a young man listening who's yes. going perhaps on a first date, yes, he thinks yes. he might reach that point of sex. closeness in that way. Oh, yes, I know about is this Is there sex. a move, a gesture, or perhaps a lie you could share with them that always works in those situations? Yes! <clears throat> and here are those lies. 
Keep the topics of conversation to spontaneity and adventure. Don't go, is it nice in your family? Did you get a bike? Right. Talk about things like, oh, what's the best holiday you've ever had? What's the most reckless Happy. thing you've ever done? Uh, what's the most spontaneous so thing? them to, re- to associate being with you with happier yes. times. Yes. Okay. Then bang, pregnant, bang, pregnant, strike, strike, strike. Mm. Get them back, out of the covers. Isolate, alienate, alone, alone. Mm, yeah. So separate, you're like a, you're like an evil uh, wolf. I was an evil wolf. Right, okay, uh, you're like a benign wolf. You- Kindly you, wolf you find in a, a waistcoat. You find a lamb on the edge of the herd, and yes. you go and round her off and take round her away. Her and off. Get over, whop, 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 over to the bushes, <laughs> and you go, oh, best holiday, whop, whop, best holiday you ever had. And she, and she goes, Bali. And then you, and then you honour, and she's pregnant, and she's and oh, then pregnant with you know, a little mutant wolf far, lamb baby. Farmer, farmer comes out and goes, Oh, someone got old Ellie away from the pad, and now <laughs> she's mangy and dying in the ditch. Exactly. But if you can imagine that being said in Manuel's voice, <laughs> Oh no, Mister Fong, Mister Fong. <laughs> The satanic sluts in no last, in no last, my granddaughter. Oh dear. Yes, that's pretty much one of my techniques. So if you are going on a date, do that. Do uh, that. Spontaneity and adventure. Positive. And find out what they lack inside themselves, then represent that thing yourself. Oh, then they'll a, want you. But that's hey. terrible cynicism. Terrible cynicism about you. Terrible manipulation. No. I like. I used to think you were better than that. Now I see the scales have fallen from my eyes, Brian. <laughs> did you have scales in your yeah, eyes? Yeah, I'm a fishy boy. <laughs> you certainly are. I'll fish. So Ellen Mirren, I did have a kiss on the lips mm. with her, and I do love her, just to clear that Old up. Old Helen Mirren, as you call her, I believe. That's what I call her yeah, affectionately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, poor old Helen you would call it. God bless her. Stop she's, me old a gorgeous, she's still a gorgeous, vibrant and attractive woman. She is. When she, uh, I met, she went, hello. And she looked at me and I was all enveloped oh, by her charisma. Not like when you walk into a room. Dreadful, dismal affair oh, that is. I know. You slinking in a shadow man. It's disappointing, isn't it? So, oh, should I check the paedophile register? Should this person be here? <laughs> Some rea- fella those, from the shadows? It's those reactor-like glasses I'm wearing, isn't it? Why, you got, why are you wandering <laughs> around in sunglasses? I don't know. I had suppose. them on. I forgot to take them off. Mm, as simple, simple as that. that. I'm not bothered about that sort of thing. It's I sometimes wear sunglasses by night, and that's because I get photographed on accounts of being in the public eye. I don't know so don't problem judge with this. People say, oh, you shouldn't wear sunglasses. If you want to wear sunglasses, wear whatever you want. Wear a hat whenever you want. Wear, wear what you want. Wear what you want when, when you, you want. want. Exactly. And if you want to show people your erection, no. do it. No, that's not do okay. what you want. That's not okay. Well, no, you know, that's, that's not, not okay. okay. That must never happen again. Dear Russell, says Joan, you and Helen Mirren are working together on Tempest, aren't you? When she was on Jonathan Rossi's radio show this weekend, she said you were immaculately turned out. Nice. And yet, Jonathan, you have not passed on this information knowing it would make me feel good about myself because you exist <laughs> only to destroy yeah, because, my self-esteem. Because what, what you're lacking is people telling you nice things and Russell in your if life. If you look into that what, room, what you're not surrounded cynics. by What you're not surrounded by is people blowing smoke <laughs> up your anus. They're actually quite impolite, a lot of those people. They're clinging on to they're their terif- jobs by they're a terrified thread. of you. I can see they're sitting out there thinking, credit <laughs> Crunch, credit crunch, like the fool, credit crunch, pretend to love the fool, credit crunch, might survive, pretend he's got talent, credit crunch, Very that's hurtful. all that's going through their mind. I overcame a lot in early life, and <laughs> think that I've not Not as cleaned. much as Richard Madeley. <laughs> Richard Madeley, Richard Madeley, did you legs up, did you legs up? Listen, Richard Madeley may have been lashed with bamboo beaten, cane as a younger quickly, man, he's overcome quickly. it, and that, for, for that, I love Richard Madeley, and for his just, I his love Richard qualities. Madeley too, for so many reasons. <laughs> so we've got a letter here about Richard Madeley. 
It says it's from someone called Yoldas. Well, Russell, thank you for speaking out on behalf of a good chunk of the population, like myself, who has taken dislike towards Richard Maybe. I like Richard Maybe, oh, wow. both of us like him. Upon reading his Guardian interview, where he reveals an aversion to left-wing policies and Fidel Castro's leadership of Cuba. One thing people forget to appreciate is how many countries you can you count on the face of the planet that actually attain first-class living standards with the given resources available. Good point. The debate is continuous. Boy. You have proven that you are a first-class presenter. Boy. Proven. Yeah, you can letter. mutter boring about boring. my letter, boring. but first-class yeah, presenter... You know what's so terribly shallow about class. you, Russell, and the, where mm. to begin? Yeah. It's <laughs> fact that you, they're someone's taking the job to write a letter, and they're yes. obviously they're mm. keen to show off to you they know a little bit about, about Fidel Castro, world Cuba, politics world and all politics. that. I know that too. only read it out because they say something nice about you at the end. That's well, no, it. no, I That's care. the only oh. reason you've well, inflicted that rather dull and pointless and self-serving letter upon us. I was trying to open up a bit of debate about socialism during the credit crunch, mate. No, you weren't. I was thinking perhaps there could be be a socialist alternative to capitalism no, but if you can't take a bit of talk about economics and revolution jonathan because you're up in your can you imagine, tower can you imagine, your imagine him in politics can you uh, the speaker for that you go and go first of all i want to say well thank you all so much for coming today for me <laughs> yeah, no we didn't come for you boss. Anyway, yeah anyway I've, do, I've got a new book out i'm doing a tour i'm you're in the, the movie one with a new book out yes. oh, i have got a new book out oh, oh, of faith. Good very Lord good book a lot of people are saying in fact i've got an email here jonathan here we go that's did he mention you russell well <gasps> you will find out what a remarkable thing. a lot of people are saying this is one of the most interesting emails we've ever had a lot of people are saying a lot of people are saying that it's from jeremy hearing you and alan carr talk about names for his book last week how's your father and uh, go on have a fag made me think of a title for your second mm. autobiography coming out soon hold it second what? autobiography yeah what? how can you have a second autobiography because you've got an interesting life you not like you raking you. around for anecdotes in that thing Jonathan my book Rock. I bet you enjoy my book if you took the trouble to read it you'd like it would I yeah why what's so bloody good about it, you rambling on about your domestic <laughs> bliss and millionaire <laughs> status oh, you're it. out of touch hold it jealous Jealous. You're out jealous. Touch and a man. Just because one of us formed a, a meaningful and lasting relationship in our life and is chasing I, the I, fantasy no, look, that was I, denied him by his cruel parents. No, no! I had a meaningful relationship just yesterday! No, you didn't. No, you Get didn't. Brushy was called on. You haven't Bob. had a meaningful relationship since you were about nine. I have! And that was with your cape. <laughs> <laughs> Me and that cape. Where is the cape? Fetch my cape! My cape! Nurse the screen! Look at this fascinating study in a narcissistic personality dissolving. <laughs> My personality is like very well put together. <laughs> Don't you dare make me dissolve. Not at least till the second hour, okay, Jonathan. Okay. We've got to get through this. I'll We've got to get through this. Dennis Norden's on the line now. Hopefully a man who will treat me with a modicum of respect. And we'll be kindly to him. Don't, uh, Jonathan, do oh. help me with the interview, oh. by all means. But could you not blunder into it? Like, you know how on your own chat show, you, you like don't David let Bedilde guests talk. Week, David Bedil, a man who I cherish and treasure. You said he he kept buttoning oh, in and he went on for too long. shut up. Poor David. Poor old David. He, he comes in to do you a favour and then you badmouth him <laughs> behind his back. Do you want me to do this bit for my book about you? I bet you're yes! to that. It's nice about you. Go on, please read okay, me something. It's about my early sexual experiences, which were limited. They weren't like some people who threw it around other places. I was limited. I was frustrated. I'm not was... surprised. You're very irritating. I was also unattractive back then. I know it's hard to believe now, but anyway. <laughs> and I talk about the fact that after having tried to practice cunnilingus on an orange for several years. On an we... orange? Well, I found a copy of my mum's Cosmopolitan. He said, that's where you should practice. So I practiced on an orange. Nothing like it in real life. Nothing ever like it. It's I've, not been citric. I've been squirting the eye once or twice. <laughs> well, you're very lucky. But... That means you're quite good. The uh, practice is paying off. I'm quite good. I wrote the book on it. <laughs> well, uh, here anyway. is that book. Anyway, so then I go on about how I also, like you, yeah. Russell, tried it on with the family vacuum cleaner. 
Oh. As a young boy. But here's this is where you get mentioned. So, Tried it on. What, yeah, did it yeah. knock you back? Well, I'm sorry, I'm very busy. I've got to do the stairs. I didn't find it at all satisfying. <laughs> you didn't like it? Quite painful. I quite liked it. I mean, it was the noise that I didn't like. The, <laughs> the guttural <laughs> groan. That yeah. was just me. I mean, okay. the vacuum cleaner <laughs> as well splattered. So here we go. I go and I say, I suspect that this practice, at least as a one-off, is nowhere near as rare as you might think. A few years back, that... Listen, why did I write this? Why the, If I could take back the words I'd written, I'd written... That fabulously talented. Woohoo! Russell Brand! Yeah. Russell Brand! Yeah, sexually... Four more years! Four more years! <laughs> yeah, sexually insatiable powerhouse. Yes! That is Russell Brand admitted Woo! to having done the same thing. I didn't come out about my own experiences at the time because I didn't want to spoil his moment. No, it's moment. It's a pretty long moment, In the baby. limelight. For lifetime. What's the point of making glory? a big embarrassing confession in public if all your mates just chip in and tell you they've done that as well? Good point. And I come across lovely in that. <clears throat> Actually, your book, Jonathan Ross, is well written. You haven't but read it, it? Well, the bit I just heard then was well <laughs> okay, written. Okay. But can it ever be as well written as a book done by much loved treasure of the nation, oh, no. Dennis Norden? Hello, Dennis. You there? Yeah, I'm there. Hi. Hello, Dennis. Now, this will be a nice experience for you. I know you've been on Jonathan Ross's show before, and I imagine that was arduous, was it? It was tough sledding, but it, it, it worked out fine. In the room, no, Dennis. I'm in the room. Just, just so you know, I'm in the room, <laughs> Dennis. How are you? Yeah, it was a breeze, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Dennis, Jonathan has credited you with writing perhaps the best joke of all time in your recent book. What is the name of your recent book, Dennis? Clips from a Life. Clips from a Life. Apparently... Yeah. You've written the best joke of all time. What is it? Well, like, can you... I, unlike, unlike Russell, I've actually read your book, Dennis, and enjoyed yeah. it thoroughly, thoroughly from cover to cover. Yeah. It's one which, you know, you go along and you're, you're chuckling, you're chuckling, and every now and then you get a power punch in the <coughs> stomach with one of the best jokes you've read for years. And there's one moment you're discussing, and I'll, I'll, I'll try and prompt your memory because I don't have the book with me here. There's yeah. one where you're discussing how you and Frank Muir, when writing for the great Jimmy Edwards, would while away the hours coming up with um, either uh, songs involving puns based on popular names, such as instead of I'm always we're, I'm always chasing rainbows. It's I'm always Jason Robards. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and then also coming up with pun-based American television shows that you wish they would make. Can you remember that, Dennis? No, I can't remember that. Okay, and I the one really that, can't remember that. Well, the one which I loved and laughed out loud and have repeated to many friends was, uh, I think it's, it was something like. By day she rules the courtrooms. By night she's the queen of musical theatre. Oh yes, yes. And the that name of this show would be? Would be Tara Raboom, D A. Now isn't that just about one of the best jokes you've heard in your life? What a bad. Tara, Tara Raboom, D A. Instead of Tara Raboom, D A. Tara Raboom, D A. Tara Raboom, D A. District Attorney. It's a brilliant joke. It's a musically perfect pun from Dennis Norden. Who would expect anything less? It's a moment of genius. Thank you, Dennis and Jonathan, for the midwifery. Yes, Dennis. Bob Mancus always used to talk about his ultimate ambition being to write the ultimate joke <laughs> in other words the a joke that you'd hear once and you'd never ever need to hear another joke <laughs> you just had to you just fall back on that one Ooh. repeat it laugh and so on you never need oh and i like that so idea yeah he spent it and the last time i spoke to him i said how are you getting on with the ultimate joke and he said i think i've got the first line so i said what is it so he said a man went into a chemist shop that's the ultimate joke. Oh, what a tease! That's fabulous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Monkeys were, Monk House was teasing us from beyond, even from beyond the grave. He still pops yeah. up on the television. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen him advertising something. 
He must be committed to that product. He wasn't really advertising something. I think he was uh, suggesting that people take better care of themselves. Well, That's either right, way, yeah. I've been to a lot of chemists <laughs> as a result of it. And I'm fit as a fiddle now. Russell's on a similar campaign, Dennis. He's looking for the sexual experience. will be so great that he never needs to go chasing rainbows in that direction, which he spends all of his energy doing at the moment. The ultimate orgasm, Dennis. That's what I require. And that's why we've called you. <laughs> I'd like you to be present, sir, as an officiator, an adjudicator, to see how ultimate that orgasm was. Like Norris McWhorter. Obviously, like Norris McWhorter. In this case, we'll be going to the chemist immediately after to medicate the poor brood for there what will be multitudinous. What was the best man went into a chemist joke? I don't know any heard? jokes about a man going well, into a chemist. Well, you know, a, a man went into a chemist shop. Yeah. And he said to the ke chemist, have you got anything for laryngitis? And the man, chemist said, good morning, sir, what can I do for you? Well, so that he has to keep saying it again and again until he develops laryngitis. <laughs> what, he's in a vortex? That's very good, I like that. It's about a vortex, I don't understand. Because you're a simpleton. <laughs> I see, no, I get it now. Okay, I'm a bit daft. Um, I love the, uh, the, the thing you told me, Dennis, you said when you went to your doctor and you, you were having a bit of a chest problem. Yes, no, I, w yes, this, this was the, came in the category of, of the ones that didn't register, the jokes that fell flat, the, the runts of the litter. And that was when I, I went to a doctor once because I was having a bit of trouble and he said, you, what you've got is an infection of the upper respiratory tract. <laughs> and I said, Pardon? and he said, well, in, in, in layman's terms, it's a high chest cold. And I said, as in high chest cold to say, I love you. <laughs> Some, some of us are laughing, some have their heads in their hands yeah. in here, yeah. I touched well, myself erotically, and I think, ironically, you have given me the ultimate orgasm just with my, your saucy phone talk. My life's mission is achieved. What a, what a terrible <laughs> thing to blame Dennis on. Hey, yeah. that's creditable. He'll probably get an OBE or something of Her Majesty on account of that. Long overdue. <laughs> Dennis, thank you very much, and let's go and buy clips from a life which has what Jonathan Ross described as the best joke he's ever heard. Great joke oh, all the way through. Thank you right, very much. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Jonathan. Dennis, nice to speak right. again, Dennis. Take thank care. Thank you, Dennis. Bye. Bye. I love you more than Jonathan does. That was Dennis Norden there. Ah, I had the wrong notes. I was reading the Andrew Sachs Any interview notes. I know. Why were you doing that? Because I was confused. I'm disoriented. Uh, it's difficult. The table. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lovely bit yeah. when you told me to shut up. No, no, listen to no, this. No, no, because he was talking. Story. I thought, don't interrupt because he's elderly and don't interrupt the elderly. I know, it's lovely. Show yeah. a bit of respect. It's one of those, like, that's how I treat no, you. You won't Helen Mirren, you should be that. You're familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the tiptoeing around, folks. Ah, oh, there he went, old Dennis Norden. That was so, a lovely moment. What a, what a great man, what a talent man, what a career he's had. What a career, what a wonderful gentleman. Now, Jonathan, when you came blundering in here, throwing your weight around, demanding, yes. bleeding, Stakes and yes, the like. Yes. You mentioned something about, oh, my son's got a computer game, or oh, there's oh, music yeah. on it. I want to. No, no, no. I didn't no, really I'm understand what you were saying. Yeah, because you're too busy making eyes at the leggy lovely you bought with you today. Oh, what a lovely she is, and how leggy. Oh, oh. She is a bra model to die she for. She does look, she's gorgeous, but she looks to me unsatisfied in some way. She looks frustrated. She looks like I she's on the verge of something she was hoping would happen. Yeah, didn't happen. Where, do you know where she was no. last night? Where well, she might have spent the time? Actually, she was with me, so you That's why she's curious. unfulfilled. Look no, at that. Oh, it can't be. 
read that. No, no, I was doing press-ups near her for about half an hour. Yeah, yeah, you see, that's what you need to learn. You <laughs> yeah? need to learn slow hand technique. Slow hand. Yeah. Slow hand Ross there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what keeps him going. Right, go on then. What are we meant to do? Listen to this. What is this thing, then? Uh, this is... Uh, uh, my, uh, my kids love video games. My little boy in particular, who you've met, the lovely Harvey, he loves video games. Lovely and, head uh, of hair, that yeah, boy. He's a, he's and a, a gentle manner. Well, he's, there's something happening this week in his life, which I might tell you about. Not cutting his hair? No, 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 no. God. He's going on his first date. <gasps> little Harvey, first mm. date. The cat's in the cradle. Mm. Oh, my God, Jonathan, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I've told him not to listen to any advice from Uncle Russell. I'll help him. Yeah, I'll yeah. help him through that date. No, 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 no. Bully them psychologically <laughs> until you get the way you want and then snip them the finger. <laughs> None of that nonsense. Go on, Harvey. Okay, no, Ironically, that's he's exactly a, what he's you a must lovely 14 year old boy. He doesn't need that kind that. of poison in his head. So, anyway, but we both got excited about the forthcoming game Mercenary 2, which we were looking forward to. And it was advertised on television, yeah. mainly in America with over in the summer. We had our summer uh, with this song. And it's a great song, so I went and downloaded it so we can play it together when we're in the car. And what is the function of this song in the game Mercenary 2? Did you play with your thumb? I think this appears at the end. It's like the end title sequence. But All it right. kind of sums up the, the game itself, which is about some bad people. Yes, mercenaries, but perhaps they had bad upbringings and so on. Yeah. Uh, and this one has been betrayed by the people who employed him. And even though they're rogues and they're, let's face it, modern-day pirates, at the same time, they have a code of honour. Right, these mercenaries have, to, have got a code. You hire a mercenary, you've got to pay him. If you hire him and you don't pay him afterwards, well, you bring this on yourself. Because what I would say, though, is you're a mercenary, you've called yourself a mercenary, I've treated you in a mercenary manner, how can you possibly be offended? Because you don't merc the merc. Don't merc the merc. Mm. So I think if any of you are anyway. thinking of reneging on a deal with a mercenary, think oh. twice, because that mercenary will, of course, seek revenge. Or indeed taking out a mortgage with a bank. Do consider that as well in this time. Of, sort of credit crunch crises. Don't panic. What are you doing swooshing about in a chair, Jonathan? I like to fiddle around and move around a little bit. I'm like a dog rubbing myself on a couch. It Love gives me a sense watch. of pleasure and also control. Hmm. <laughs> pleasure and control. That's how you live your life. Pleasure yeah. and control. The I do watchwords. lead my life. Uh, I have a lovely life. I can't complain. No. I've Nor seen the I. way you live it. Yeah. Sometimes I've been around, I've had the privilege of coming around your house and watching you live your life and Good. it's a sickening spectacle. Yo, no, no it isn't. You love coming around my house. It gives you a sense of calm and that there might well be order and possibly somewhere at the end of this rainbow that you're wasting your time chasing. There might be a moment of calm or indeed a quantum of solace for you. Oh, His a quantum is, of solace. The name's Brand. Russell Brand. Yeah. yeah. You'd never be Bond. Look at you. I could be Bond. You're like a monster. I could be him. You're like Here, a... you're, you're all spies, are you? Well, you have numbers up. I've had my eye on you, mate. you make quite a good Bond villain. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but not in a proper Bond movie, menace. like in a rip-off Bond movie. No, not a rip-off, like, scary movie <laughs> rip-off yes. type. No! That's your future! No! That's what you dread, isn't it? I'll win an Oscar. He's I'll only... He, 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 you're going to have to, on your end. film programme, you're going to have to talk about me seriously, Think, and I long for gentlemen, that day. Young Russell. When Russell goes home, when he's on the few moments moments when he can tolerate his own company and he's not drag someone else back to his house to, to inflict physical presence on them. He stands, in front, he's, he stands in front of the mirror wearing only a pair of his pants that he had when he was a little boy, his lucky pants. <laughs> right, he squeezes into, that's his link to the past and he looks in the mirror and he, and he, and he, and he goes, he says in a tearful voice, which, what does the future hold, Mr. Mirror? Is it fame and Oscar for me or is it scary movies? That's his fear. Right! You then, you as a like, you're a comic book nerd, and that you've built this uber confident persona yeah. because you're a snickety little nerd. No, I'm now completely Sit at peace. watching films. I'm like the Buddha of showbiz now. Get out there and have affairs. No. Get amongst it like me. I'm, I'm it, out there at the coal face of I, I know, promiscuity. Russell, his thing. I know I could. 
but mm. I chose not to. And because I'm comfortable with that choice, it's not an issue. I know you had, you had, you had David Baddiel, David Baddiel saying, I'm, I'm envious of your profligate ways with the sword. I'm not envious of you. You envy my sword no, ways. No, no, no. no you're I'm, a, I'm like a, I'm a one-man crusade. I'm cutting away sword from ways. it. Sounds like a film they could make about you, isn't it? A right. sequel to Sideways. Sideways. <laughs> oh God, I'm in California. I'm a little bit tipsy. I'm having a crisis. Instead of a, instead of a wine ways. tasting holiday, he's gone on a vagina tasting holiday. Well, this one's delicious. Oh, the, the, the bouquet in this cup is both pungent and lovely. Oh, this one's very oaky. Hold on, what if we mix them together? Go on, girl, scissor it up. Like cheddar in a row. Oh, cheddar in a rose. Every night's party night in the Ross household. Cheddar in a rose. I had a very nice night with her last night. She, uh, yeah, she's very obliging. And she's, she's gone to work today wearing a saucy thong. Obliging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, I asked permission. Also, but last night, because she's going out late tonight, she said, can I go out? Well, she's going out with some people she's working with. I said, fine. Only What's if... What's going out with what, sorry? She's going out with some people she's working with for oh, yeah. tonight. Mm. She said, do you mind me going out? I said, not at all, darling. Can I take you from behind now here in the office? She You've said, negotiated. Sir. Yeah, no, I just said, look, quid pro quo. <laughs> You've put that on the table. Let me put this on the table. Let's mm. see if we can come to an agreement here. We wow. did. It was marvellous. That's how you keep the marriage alive. Well, Perhaps one of the I ways. can have a relationship of some kind. No, you're doomed to die alone. No, I know that. I know that. But I'll always have them satanic sluts. I do dread to think about your future. I'll worry about you, Russell. You can don't I worry about I do me. worry about you. Well, what do you think might happen? I'll be all right when I am and brilliant. Moment, here's the thing, look. Say your hair goes, right? <laughs> Not the precious hair. And then your looks go a little bit. Not the looks! The all glorious right, okay. looks! And then say people think, ah, oh, yeah, uses the big words, but does he really understand them? And <laughs> then they start... my and then you're alone in a house with a mirror in your lucky pants. In my lucky pants. You'll be like, jo you'll, you'll be like, I'll tell you, you'll be like Tony Slattery in the Lost Years. <laughs> Standing oh, in front Tom. of a mirror, howling for hours. Like what a dog. you don't realise, I've overcome alcohol and drugs. I'm yes. clean as a whistle, I'm sharp as a fistle, I'm soaring. I'm a good actor. I, I can sing you. a bit. No, no. I'm a song and dance man. Russell, I'm a traditionalist. I'm, I'm postmodern. I've written a book, three you know, books. You know I'm there for you. I'm willing you on. I'm you're not, you're on. trying to no, destroy no, no, me. No. Well, you've just set up in the, the mirror in my child pants. Well, that's true, Which I do have. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do have a pair of child pants somewhere. Well, they're not mine, obviously. What's the oldest item Stole of them from your son. What's the oldest item of clothing you've got in your house? Do you, do you have an old much-loved T-shirt or perhaps a cherished vest? Uh, no. I've just let go of the past. I've moved that's on, good. haven't I? That's positive. Positive. That's how I've got to look at my life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep moving forward. Empty the drawers. Blow out the dust. Wipe away the cobwebs. Get rid of it. Get shot. For heaven's sake, let's thrust forward powerfully from the pelvis. What a show it's been so far. You're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2 with Jonathan Ross, using his experience as a broadcaster to unsettle me. No, not at all. In a minute, we're going to be talking to Andrew Sachs, Manuel actor. The elephant in the room is what Andrew doesn't know is I've slept with his granddaughter. Can I just point something out? Mm -hmm. Most of us assume you've slept with our grandchildren. Right? That's now the assumption. <laughs> Your as yet unborn people, yeah, grandchildren. People from a certain age will come in thinking, even Dennis Nordenkoff <laughs> said, Darling, do you think Russell's had a go on any of our lot? <laughs> Everyone of a certain age assumes you've at least gone sniffing round. Yeah, it's interesting. Open any newspaper, there'll be a few people in there I've had it off with. That's that's the one of the... That, that makes it spices up the paper of a morning. Is it true you and Anne Widdicombe had a weekend? Me and Widdicombe discussed numerous things. I can imagine you settling down with someone like that. Why do you think I'm going to end up with some matronly broad? I think you're looking for a pillowy figure to snuggle mm. down to who at home will offer you the comfort that your own troubled soul denies you. Yes, yes, because it's in my troubled soul. is a lot of ag. Yeah. Now, do you think I could possibly still carry on sleeping with the younger girls while I've got the matronly one? Like the two possibly. of us. Possibly. I know a few people who are in relationships a little bit like that, oh. actually. Yeah, I know someone who married someone, and clearly it was more that like they needed a rock 
upon right. which to base their life. And then they've got a job right. which allows them to travel a lot. And I've seen them get up to hoity-toity business when Do they're away. we can work out, listeners, who Jonathan's talking about from the clues? No, One you, of the partners travels away. He's, he's famous. Don't no, try and ruin he's it. He's semi-famous, but now they're divorced as well. He spoiled the whole game. Oh, but, but it was weird. The whole time they were right. married, we never met his wife. And then once he showed us a picture and we went... Oh. <laughs> oh, my word, what a terrible spectacle. And I thought, if that's the one you're carrying, if that's the picture you're carrying around with you, right. what are the ones that you didn't bring out? What's the horrible truth? Yeah, yeah but you won't know him. All right, fair enough. Now, let's forget it. Let's forget that as an item as well. Later on, we will be doing lots of things like gay. That's an item we have on the show, I Jonathan. The I love the sound of that, because you know I'm down with the gay. Are you? I love a gay. Really? I quite like to be a gay. I suppose if it you've wasn't got for the those man or man sex. Gays on your show. I like the way they dress. Right. I like the way they walk. I like mm. the way they talk. Right. I like the movies they go to. Well, I like you, the music. You're going to be fantastic at this whole gay item, Jonathan. Like makeup. You've got it all. Mm. I mean, you've stereotyped them quite just, brutally. No, I'm not stereotyping at all. I just don't have the love of cock. <laughs> okay, so I believe it's Andrew Sachs going to be on the phone now. Don't embarrass me no, when I we're talking to Andrew Sachs by mentioning the granddaughters. Let's get my research up here. Right, we'll be talking to him about 40 Towers. That's yes, definitely going to yes, happen. number one, 40 Towers. Right, that we'll talk about. He's, re he's released four singles as Manuel. Wow, four singles four. in 1981, including a cover of Joe Dolce's UK number one, Shadapper You Face. Should we ask him to slow down so we can catch up? Mm, you know, yeah. So you've released all four. We haven't had a chance to listen to all of them yet. Don't make any more. So <laughs> we've really enjoyed the first lot. Let us savour a yeah. little while, <laughs> like cheese in a rose. How like Jonathan approaches a vagina. Like you bringing your second book out now before really we've absorbed the first one. That's, I wouldn't rush it. <laughs> that's been absorbed. It's a smash hit book ebook. Also, listen to this. Yeah. Uh, Manuel is sort of promoting, or Andrew Sachs, he'll be appearing in a documentary, The Bill Made Me Famous, alongside Martin Kemp, Roger Daltrey, Paul O'Grady and Pauline Quirk. All people who have been made famous by The Bill. I'm no, sorry. I would dispute that. They were not made famous by The Bill, nor were you. Hold on, Paul that's the whole premise of the documentary, Well, it's un I'm undermining it right Don't now with the, the, with the, the truth. Doc. Here's the fact. Do you think of Paul Grady and go, oh yeah, he was in The Bill? Made famous no. by No. Do you think of Russell Brand and go, yeah, you know what, he was in The Bill? No. Manuel Sachsy thingy, do you think he was in The Bill? <laughs> no. <laughs> the thing was... They were not made famous by the bill. Between me being in the bill and becoming famous, a decade of addiction and trauma occurred. And that made you more famous than your brief appearance in the bill. It did. Well, that's the phone ringing. We can hear the phone ringing. Well, you're gonna, we're just going to go all right, Andrew, and we're going to just go straight into talking to Andrew Sachs. I don't blame Andrew Sachs's... Right. Oh, no. Well, this is Andrew Sachs's answer phone. Right, Jonathan. Well, this is unconventional. I'll blur something out. Don't <laughs> Not on the answer phone, Sorry, Jonathan. I can't answer at the moment, but Jonathan. please call again or leave a message. Speak after the tone. Thank you. So lonely. <laughs> when you've left your message, just hang up, or for more options, press 1 at any time. Uh, oh, hello, Andrew Sachs. This is Russell Brand. I'm a great appreciator of your work over decades. Uh, you're going to be on my show now, uh, mate. I don't know why you're not answering the phone. It's a bit difficult. I'm here with Jonathan Ross. Hello, Andrew. That's Jonathan Ross speaking now. Uh, we understand. Anyway, well, I can still do the interview to his answer phone. Let's do it. Let's I do think. it. Uh, Jonathan, I mean, Andrew Sachs, you will be appearing in a documentary, The Bill Made Me Famous, with Martin Kemp, Roger Daltrey, Paul O'Grady, Pauline Quirk. Yes. D did the bill really make all those people famous, Andrew Sachs? I maintain it didn't, Andrew Sachs. Well, that's Jonathan speaking I maintain now. You, you rose to fame with your own talent in other performances, yeah, not just like a guest appearance on the bloody bill. We thought you was better in 40 Towers. I don't even remember you being in the bill. Mm. I didn't know you was in it. And nor Pauline I Quirk. don't remember 40 Towers. I remember your singles. I've got all four of them. Well, there were four great singles. Now, man, uh, Andrew Sachs. Don't call him Manuel. That's I really just, bad. Call manners. him Andrew Sachs. Oh, I apologise. I said Russell. Andrew Sachs. He's an idiot. Look, Andrew Sachs, I've got respect for you 
and your lineage and progeny. Never let that be questioned. Don't hint. I wasn't hinting. Why did that come across as a hint? Because you know what you're talking about. Now, when you were he doing... He fucked your granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's his answer phone. I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've learned it. I'm sorry. I've learned it. I'm sorry. I apologise. Andrew, I apologise. It's still on the answer phone. Well, I can't help it. You were talking about it and it was in my head. I apologise. Jonathan. I got excited. What did I say? I'm coming on it your It just came it. out. <laughs> right. You wait till I'm on your turn. Andrew Sachs. I did not do nothing with Georgina. Oh, no. Abort! Abort! Uh, please watch that show. I am out of the bill, starring Andrew Sachs. I'm out of the bill. Again. Abort! Put the phone down. Put the phone down. Code red. Code red. Oh. I'm sorry, Mr. Fawlty. I'm sorry. You're a waste of space. Oh no, Jonathan. Why did you tell me? I forgot. Oh, well, you we were talking me. about his great. You mentioned her, and then it was in my head, and then it came out. I know. You can't be blamed for this. You're just trying to carry hardest. that around in my head like a big brain blister all it's day. Too much for you. And a pop it. Let the pressure out. Get the pressure out. Right. In a way, yeah. It's like the oh. people. Drill a little hole in you the know front what's of their so lovely about you is your understanding. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we Will can you, move on from that. You forgive me. We moved on. We've moved on. Firm friends. Oh, oh, like it's really bothered us though. He's the poor man sitting at home sobbing <laughs> over his answer machine. I know. And what's going to happen? I'll get a call now you from know, the satanic you know slut. Well. If he's like most people on a certain age, he's probably got a picture of his grandchildren when they oh, were young. No, by the phone. Right by the phone. So by the phone. while he's listening to the message, he's looking at a picture of when she was oh, about nine on a swing, and and then you and then you're on the phone going. She was on a swing when I met her. Oh no. And probably enjoyed her. Yes. Have you got a swim in, a swing in your bedroom? It's only the, a matter of time. Your bedroom must look like Joan Collins in the film. The, the what was it called? It bitch. was the the bitch or the, stud. The stud. That's the one. My room is lovely. It's sort of all velvety and very sexy. There's a Christ-like figure in the bed oh. and a depiction of Christ above it. I'm a bit. Well, sometimes I get a bit worried that you think you are the Messiah. I do a bit. I know you do. <laughs> well, it's only because I got all, I'm in yeah, contact you know with the universe. And I can not, veil this I, glory. No, you're not in contact with the universe, I am, and mate. you don't convey glory. No, no don't, I don't, don't mate. allow yourself to believe that. I <laughs> know it seems that way because you're famous. Yes, and people will. And people will spend time with you and enjoy your company. But no, Jesus wasn't famous. No, he was a big celeb, mate. I don't he know was if not famous until he was in the bill. Yes, the bill made me famous. Now I remember distinctly I played a glue sniffer. And it was from that, that was a real launch pad for the Gospels. Why give me Japanese lessons now? We'll start the radio. So this is the second hour you're listening to the Russell Brown well, show. I, that I was Stevie Wonder. on the smart and the hatred you threw out in the first hour. Hey, there was no smart or hatred. There was no, you, no. you blundering sociopath, leaving no. saucy messages for Andrew Sack. Can I just say I do, I do regret that now. I regret that you, I've ever met you, and if you didn't have your own shows, I probably wouldn't. I still just think of you as famous Jonathan Ross so, from the telly. That's so not true. One of, meeting me was one of the high points of your career as a famous person. Actually, it was integral. I probably wouldn't be as famous now if it wasn't for you. Exactly, and can I apologise for everyone <laughs> Not to me. I'm very, very grateful and pleased about it. I'm eating here. Don't, don't put your I've foot got to do my shoelace up because I was nearly tripping over. You're listening I'm to the Russell Brand Show. You're eating sushi and chips, no, which just shows what a conundrum just, you are. I just wanted chips. Sushi Russell chips. wanted sushi. I'm bourgeois, but I'm from Leytonstone. <laughs> I can't cope. I'm, I'm not, clinging to my pasta. I'm not, I'm, I'm not actually from Leytonstone. Leighton, Leytonstone. Well, I don't know where you're from. Camden. Camden. And then well, when I was two, my parents moved to Leighton. Can we move on? I met Gordon Brown in the week. I don't care exactly oh, where in London have, that you're from. That must have been a low point for him. He's thinking, bad enough, I've got the credit crunch and the world economy crashing. I've got to put up with this f foolish scarecrow. <laughs> he looks very, very pleased to this, see this, me. This gay ragamuffin. Hello, Gordon. How's the economy? Grabbed he, his little he, bum. he thought his one good eye was failing when you walked in. Hi. 
Don't you start on his eye. That man has been like a prime minister to us. Don't you... Oh, he's doing a face. He's doing a face of Gordon Brown. A squinty face of Gordon Brown. He looks like a laughing dog. He is a gorgeous, craggy hero. I like him. Do you like him? If I could say where I was going to vote, I would say I was voting for them, but I'm not allowed to say where I'm voting because I'm forbidden by my BBC contract. If I could say where I vote, because I'm not but, but for bigger by I'm a BBC contract. Good broadcaster. I don't vote nobody because yeah. it's stupid. No, because don't you're a self-obsessed vote. narcissist. And remember that revolution, we've already discussed how I'm the new mm. Jesus, which Jonathan tacitly agreed with. I think you so know I, I didn't agree with I do worry <laughs> that you are, do occasionally. When you're alone in your special pants, think you might be the son of God. <laughs> well, more like the universe is using me as a conduit for revolution. Yes, which it isn't. It is, though. No, it isn't. Well, we'll see you're what happens. Not, you're nothing to do with Buddha, you're nothing to do with a anything. Siddhartha, a bit like him, if you Have watch you encountered the, film, the religious like uh, faith Shintoism? Uh, no, what is it about? <clears throat> it's an older religion than Buddhism that was uh, predominant in Japan bet- before Buddhism entered from China. Oh, yeah, and yeah. It's essentially, I think it would suit Tell you down to the ground. again. <laughs> it would suit you down to the ground, because essentially, you can find the Godhead, the divine spirit, in everyone and everything. Yeah, but I do that already. I don't I know, need a bloody text. but don't act like you've invented it. That's my problem with you. It. You're going around saying, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. No, you're not. It's Look, there already, Just because it was all invented 2,000 years ago already, two, that don't 12. invalidate my brilliant inventions that I'm doing now, live or pre-recorded on BBC Radio 2. Russell thinks he's Jesus. Let's kill him and see if he can come back. <laughs> we did it with you and you came back. <laughs> Ten years on ITV, Twice. staggering around. Oh, should we let him back again? Should we give him another chance? Yeah, he, see I if we can drag another decade out of a soft art. I was lost and I am now found again. What a pity. We should have left you there or being Lee Hurst's well, then you sidekick would... on I Can't Believe It's Not Have I Got then, News For You. Then you wouldn't have been famous. <laughs> well, well, yeah, no, that's true. In a way, you have been yet another John the Baptist, <laughs> delivering me to the people, to the people who, I belong to you, I'm your champion, I'll die for you, so as I will, it's when the, the time comes, not yet, you know, a few more years. People's princess. In a way, I am the new queen of hearts, God, it's going to be a great funeral. So, hold on, so I met Gordon Brown, his wrist clicked. What? I shook his hand after the theatre, and uh, everyone there in the theatre thought, you shouldn't be here, yeah. why are you here? Well, they think about you or Gordon? Well, with me, they expressed that. It wasn't sublimated. Yeah. They expressed it through things they were hurling. Programs, popcorn, What were popcorn, you doing there? What, what pop play? Have you been to see a play Cock or something? Parts. What have you been to? Yeah, I go to the theatre, all right, because I'm culturally competent. So, Not like you, sat around reading Spider-Man comics and masturbating. I'm out there looking at theatre, hmm. legitimate theatre. I'm just saying I've never masturbated to a Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, you have. No. That's why you keep them in them plastic cases. I've masturbated nearly so you can mop them, them off. But I've never masturbated while reading one. No, they, fair enough. They don't do it for me. No, no. Well, he's a very sexy guy, that Spider-Man. So I was out down the theatre. It's called something like More Later or No More Later or something, and it's about politics. Anyway, I enjoyed it very much. Good bit of acting, Royal Court Theatre. I recommend I mean, you go. I mean, did you understand it? What? Uh, yeah, it was good did. words, people talking. No, it was really good. It was about, like, I don't know, the, the personal and the political and, you know, the rah, rah, rah. it was good. Like, well, I can't do the job of it. It's a play. It's a play. Go see it if you're interested. Gordon Brown, though, he was there. Brownie points. He was there with his wife. Now, his wife, Sarah, lovely woman. I've heard that, but I feel sorry for him. All day long, he's got to deal with politics. Then on his one night out, he's dragged on to see a bloody play about it. About Come politics. You'd think that's the last thing he'd want to see. You want to see him at a Girls Aloud gig down the front, waving, dancing. Yeah, getting into along. it. Yeah, having the time of his I'll, life. I'll hook him up with my man Dizzy, see if he wants to go out to a couple of, you know, late night 
blues party. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a lovely mime. Why not? Do, yeah, have a mashup, as it were, between Dizzy and, and Gordon Brown. Yeah. I like our commercial on Radio Two. That's got me and you in it. My bits are the best, aren't they? Are they sure? I like Come your on. bits, but I know the bits. I think are the best. Start. I think they could do without that full Evans in it for a start. Yes, right? yes. He's, no, he's, I agree. He looks like a grey, a grey old snowman sitting down. <laughs> I think he should really. And Derma is fooling no one with that strange dancing he's doing. There, he doesn't stand there and dancing during his show. He's just doing that for the camera. Do you think so? Derma doesn't dance. While he's you, doing me, his show. and Claudia Vinkelman. Should have been just me, you and Vinkelman. I'd like to see, why don't they put, why don't they put Steve Wright in the adverts, eh? Yeah! He's, he's still photogenic. Where's Wright? <laughs> I want Stephen Wright in the advert, because of his photogenic. <laughs> I like how photogenic he is. You know, here's something I found out about Steve Wright the other day. Mm-hmm. This might shock you. Don't say anything mean. What no, is it? not mean. He told me this himself. All right, fair enough. This definitely won't cause right. a problem, this like you blurting <laughs> on Andrew Sachs' answer phone. This doesn't really, this doesn't show me as the young, thrusting uh, man about town that I'd like to be, but I was standing having a chat with Steve White and Keith Chegwin the other night. Mm. Right, that's what happened. Crazy days. All then need, the whole punk thing happened. All we needed was Jason Donovan to come in. It would have been like the 80s, encapsulated in front of your <laughs> very eyes. And, um... He said something to Keith Chegwin that caused Cheggers to sort of spit out the soft drink he was having. In right. Surprise. In I a said, typical David Jason well, splatter. <laughs> well, I'd missed miss this. So I prompted Cheggers and what did he just tell you? He said, he tells me he does his own fillings. What do you mean, his teeth? Yeah, Steve Wright's son was there and he went, yes he does. Dad Steve does Wright fills his own teeth? One guy at the dentist, what he does is he gargles with TCP and then he's got the stuff they use for fillings you can buy over the counter stage, just rams it up there like a bit of chewing gum, <laughs> hopes for the best. <laughs> do your own dentistry with Steve Wright? I think I might see if he wants to do some other people's as well. <laughs> Why are my nashes in good shape? Why don't they give that away as a prize in one of his competitions? Because we're not allowed competitions because we can't be trusted and oh. you should know that. You know you're not to express your political views and here you are trying to start up a competition where Steve Wright does dentistry on your teeth, pushing dentistry gum up your teeth. Some of us are strictly legal. There's a phrase you'd know. <laughs> I do not recognise that phrase <laughs> at all. Nor do I recognise the phrase fart on my pudding. But do you recognise Israel? Oh, I recognise it, all right. It's that bit over there in the Middle East. It's all big, lovely loads of stuff. Good on you, everyone. Religion's like, all made up anyway. If we do a bit more this week, then this will mm -hmm. have filled up a uh, Radio 2's uh, political Rem quota for the week. The political quota, I think, was already done when you said you won't vote for no one. Anyway, Gordon Brown's wrist clicked. Uh, well, it clicked. Minute, just his wrist clicked. Noise. I click. shook his hand, it went click like that. I felt it click. A, a, a why, rheumatic why, click. Why do you feel ne this is necessary to share with the population? Because I am the new Jesus. What? And on the phone now is Gail Bloody Garcia. The He's old Jesus. At last, but Gail Garcia for now is here. Are you there, Gail? <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God you're here. I'm here with Jonathan Ross, so if this interview goes off the rails, it's his fault. I love you, Gail. I love you more, Gail. I love you. I love you first. Oh, I love you better. Gail, I love you in a sexual way. I love you long time. But at a price that's right. Well, I'm glad it's a sexual way, not in the other sense. I love you as a man as well, and as a human being, and as a spirit, because I'm channeling the Godhead right now, not Russell. I love you in a timeless way, an eternal way that's present in all poetry and art, Gail. I love you in the films, even the ones I didn't understand. I I love you as Che Guevara. I appreciate revolution. I mention it every week, Gail. I smoke cigars like Che Guevara. I love them. Gail, I will sleep with you. I can't okay. top that offer. <laughs> That's yes. not revolutionary. Yeah. Good old sex, it won a game. Gail Garcia. Sometimes I'm a bit jealous of you because you're handsome and your career's going well. What's it like to be you? Is it nice? <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess, I mean, um, yeah, everything's going all right. Um, 
I'm uh, I'm sort of uh, learning how to cook now. Oh, well, well right just... now you're learning how to cook. What yeah. have you been eating up till now, Gail? Well, have you, you survived? See, I mean, you reach this sort of thing that where you not. I mean, you feel that you don't do anything with your hands. So now I'm going to do that. You know, I mean, mm. I, I cannot say other things. I do, but um, we know. Gail, tricky. <laughs> Gail, when you become a film star, did everyone in your village come out and wave you goodbye when you went to Hollywood? And there was like a widow, and she had a veil on, and you went off on a donkey. And everyone in the village came out. Did that happen? Gail, Gail, I apologise. I apologise on behalf of the BBC for that low-level cliche of racism. That is not. That was insight. What about when I asked him if it was nice to be him? I suppose that's racist now. Gail, have you seen the film Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Ah, yes. Good topic. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Don't bother. Don't bother. (laughs) It's no good. It's got a fool in it. Right. That's not in your capacity as a film reviewer. Don't put that on a poster. No stars. No stars. (laughs) Oh, he's giving no stars! That's for making me this way. Gail, do go and watch it. I'm really good in it. I do some pretending that I'm good. someone else. That's what acting is, isn't it, basically? <laughs> Not cooking, Gail. Don't get caught up in the cooking bug. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm getting, I know, I'm getting in a downward spiral. <laughs> you are on a downward spiral, Gail. For heaven's sake, watch out for yourself. Gail, are you in our country, England, at the moment? Uh, no, I'm in Spain. What are you I'm up to? I'm in Spain, but I'm going to be in England soon because I'm um, going to do this webcast, oh, wow. which is the first time that I'm going to do one thing like that. Well, look, when you come here, will you, do you want to be my friend, if you like, or we could sit together near each other? We should definitely sit, to, I mean, maybe at the same restaurant. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jonathan don't. won't come because he's a family man. Don't. He's so comfortable with himself, c- cooped come. up in his hey, big palace. Come out to my house. <laughs> Last time I had Guillermo del Toro and Alfonso Cuan came around and we watched the new Rambo movie. He come said that they house. were bastards. He uh, said to me that he called them El Bastardos and he said that he doesn't no, appreciate no, any Latin or Spanish-speaking true. folks. Not true. Not true. <laughs> don't go, Gail. Well, I heard you're good mates, right? Yes. Gail, come out with me. Come out with me, Gail. Gail, okay. Get your drugs, Gail! If it's drugs you want, I'll I know sh- a man. I'll show you pictures of my wife when we were first married. <laughs> <laughs> Those photos were taken illegally of James. She didn't even consent. Gail, Ga- no, come on, let me interview Gail in a professional way. Try, Here we go. Try, try your best. Gail, you're yeah. out of a film at the moment. It's got Danny Glover in it and Julianne Moore. It's a dystopian drama where a group of people are inexplicably struck down by blindness. Was it nice? <laughs> <laughs> and why, well, <laughs> I don't understand that film. Was it? Is it a nice film to be inexplicably struck down by blindness in a dystopia? I don't it's get it. It's quite inexplicable. Yeah, it's quite inexplicable. I mean, I, I mean uh, have you read the book? Yes. No, he hasn't. <laughs> I read a book. It was by me. Have it was about se- all the things I've done. Have you seen the film, Russell? What? Inexplicable blindness. blindness. It's not called anything. It's called blindness. I remember when I saw Inexplicable you Blindness. Fool. I he sat hasn't down. even seen the film. I apologise, Gail. He's wasting your time. I thought, <laughs> now this is a good film. But when is it going to explain this inexplicable blindness it's to me? It's a waste of Gail's time. He could be practising his paella the time he's wasting with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out in England, actually. I'm not sure, but it's, it came out in the United States. and, and um, Well, and I can tell else? you when it's out because of all the research I do on you, Gail. Oh, really? 28th of November, 2008. Go and see oh. the film Inexplicable <laughs> Struck Down by Blindness. It's not called Stu- Blindness. It's just called Blindness. Yes. It stars Julianne Moore and Lethal Weapon as people that are inexplicably blind. And no one knows why. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, do they, do, do, don't give the end away, Gail, but at the end, does someone see again, or is it all blindness? Well, uh, yeah, they, they all end up seeing again. Okay, don't, no, don't, no, no, oh, don't, don't give away the end. What? Just Gail! give us a hint. 
Oh, come on. It's like, I mean, it's a, it's a famous book. It's like saying, I mean, at you the end, famous, the, the you're Titanic with, boat. You're dealing, of dealing with two of the country's most illiterate narcissists. So we won't have wasted our time reading it. We just read Are each other's books. Are you telling me that the Titanic didn't make it safely to New York? <laughs> that explains where my combs and brushes and trunks have gone. Russell, Damn you, you <laughs> Captain. You told me it was unsinkable. Unsinkable, you said. Russell still thinks Titanic is funny because he's got the word tit in it. That's it, the level he's working at. Hey, but Russell, did I, did, I did some research also on that, and I heard that you were at, at Drama Centre, right? Yes, I did. was at Drama Centre, Gail. Your research is well, better we, than mine. Well, we kind of are the same generation, but no, I wasn't there. I was in Central. Oh, bloody hell, we could have yes, been... Yes, I think we might have ended up playing football together. We did, because we did play football, Central versus Drama Centre. And as everyone who listens to this show knows, I'm a very gritty midfield <laughs> maestro. <laughs> <laughs> Very much a Roy Keane figure on the part. Roy Keane with a cape. Hey! (laughs) Yeah, sort of a foppish Roy Keane with chalky bones. Uh, Oh, God, yeah, that's really good. So we're, in a way, we're contemporaries. We're just a couple of actors talking together with a washed-up old TV hat. Gail, don't let him pretend he's an actor. He can't act. He basically plays himself in a film not very well. I did. I was exactly like how I am on that film. Forget me, Sarah Marshall. Have you ever seen a picture of Russell, Gail? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Looks like. That's a very difficult part to take. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a terrible-looking man. It's like a joke, isn't it? Did you think it was a joke when you saw the picture of him? Or were you so turned on that you couldn't look at the photo properly because of your really getting in the way? Or did you think... <laughs> did you think, yeah, blimey, got in the way, exactly. why has Penelope Cruz glued a beard on her face? Hey, she's pretty. I am a bit like actually, her. you are a bit like her, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a, there's a bit of resemblance, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I find them both attractive. Oh, I Gail. Gail, right, you're coming out, country, and you and I are going to become firm, firm friends. Well, now, exactly. you <laughs> played Che Guevara in the film Motorcycle Diaries and the TV miniseries Fidel. Was it nice? It, it was definitely nice. <laughs> but what was so nice? You say it's nice, Gail, but what was so nice about it? Well, many things, <laughs> man. I mean, it's just... Man, it's 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 like unexplainable. Um, also, it's not it's not like the unexplainable blindness, but no, because that was explained. That was everyone blind for a guy. I'm gonna get an explanation on the situation. Nobody can see a bloody damn thing. <laughs> Especially this. Well, it was really nice to travel throughout all Latin America. That How was incredible. nice, though, Gail? What makes you tick? You know, you tick along. What makes you tick, Gail? Uh, still, uh, oh, man, um, I I love the endless rumours of uh, uh, Gail. Would you like to talk to a sane person for a minute instead of a mad I'll help. person? I know where we can find one. He's Up got so excited. You know what? Chimney sweep. Gail, he's, got, yesterday. he's got so excited you're here because he sees you as a, a pathway to legitimate acting. Hey. He thinks you hey. can get in a proper movie, not one of these scary movie types. We're contemporaries, suffering. Drama Centre and Central. So just be warned, that's what I'm saying. Like he'll Ralph pretend he's your friend. Then he'll be turning up on the set. Fresh. Then he'll say, Is there a part for me? Can I play a blind person too? Gail, sometimes <laughs> I, I feel think a the bit comes my... from, from the losing streak that a Drama Centre had against Central throughout like three years. Girl, that still hurts a little bit. Now, I was going <laughs> to offer you my skills as an actor. A man who could play someone who can't see a bloody damn thing, and yet he don't even know why he's done it. So that is inexplicable <laughs> blindness. In a nutshell, and you've cocked your snook at me, 
And we brands have long memories. Long memories and long, lovely willies. Have you and got I'll a, never have forget you, it. Have you actually got an erection now? Of course I've got an erection, Jonathan. Oh, he's been touching himself throughout this whole interview, Gail. I can only apologise on behalf of the British people. Gail, I've cried <laughs> a single okay. tear. I've cried a single it's like, it's tear. Like into the O'Reilly programme, right? <laughs> I love you, Gail. <laughs> Gail, I love you. Girl, I love ya. Girl, I love ya. Girl, I love ya. You've made me go all stiff and unusual and question my value judgments. So, Gail, uh, when you come over here, we're going to become friends. You're not going to like Jonathan Ross. He's already abused Guillermo del Toro and other folks like that. They had a lovely time. They had a lovely time. They loved it. They want to come back around for some more. Gail, is there anything you want to tell us? Because we've spoken over you a lot, even though you're a brilliant, well-respected actor. So perhaps now you'd like an opportunity to speak. Yeah, I would like to uh, have a little chance to say something. What is it? Which is very, it's it's a simple thing. There's going to be a, a webcast on the 16th. No, I'm not interested. <laughs> no, don't do that. How I'm dare joking. you treat Gail like that? I care Gail, about tell his us about your webcast. On the 16th. Oh, he's like a language child. <laughs> no, it's just a little thing that we're doing about a little documentary that we're preparing. Um, and um, what's it about? And, Gail? Um, it's about resisting and transforming and sort of resisting uh, what? What, what are you? Uh, what, I mean, actually, that would be, would be great to interview you for the for the documentary. Yes, I mean it. That's the first. No, he was, talk, he was talking to me. No, he was he talking wasn't. to me. I could tell he meant he me because to me. he was first. Talking to me. What is resisting and transforming? What? He'd be talking <laughs> slowly. <laughs> are you all right, Jonathan? Do you want me to bring my friend Dizzy down, Dizzy Rascal? Down? He doesn't know Disney Rascal. I, I know Disney Rascal. So, so if you want to know what it is, just check it out. Check the the web page thingy. What is it? Yeah, the web page. What is it? It's Give the web address. Uh, Resistnetwork.com. What, dot com? Resist Network. Is Resist. this about revolution and stuff like that? Because I know uh, a, a hell of a lot yeah, about yeah, it. A little bit like that. <gasps> I know all about this. This is pretty... Gail, he's playing with his chest while he's talking to you now. He's got his chest out of his shirt and he's playing with it. <laughs> well, that's not the respect you deserve. And Gail. frankly, I think you, you should, you know, put your foot down and speak to your people and not let them come on shows like this anymore because Gail. he's showing you in a bad light. Gail, Gail, Gail. I may or may not have spat on my nipples while talking to you then. <laughs> if I did do it, it's respect for you because I liked you, Mama Tambien and oh, yeah. I like Amos Peros. I like everything you've ever done because you're so handsome and charismatic and elegant and understated and I'm a great admirer of Che Guevara and many people who played him I would have resented but you brought such grace to the role that even when I met Shay's granddaughter some other Guevara should come and see me in a play You didn't ever go on her, did you? I tried to, love I goes, I goes if you want revolution I'll unleash one between your legs Hasta la vista <laughs> The mountains of Sierra Mastra Cop for that, Gil! Hey! Eh? Okay, man <laughs> Have a Go on! <laughs> Alright, so definitely, man. So, so check it out and, and then. And also, Gail, man, man we will be. Definitely, we will hang out. We're going to hang out, me and Gail. No, did you not hear his voice? That's him just trying to get off the phone. He doesn't want to hang out with you. He's saying that because Please he's now longing go. for the release that death will bring. Alright? <laughs> he doesn't want to hang out with you. He just wants you to leave him alone, Russell. Don't go, Gail. Don't leave me, Gail. I love you, Gail. Right, well, it's so expensive to call you from from Spain. Right? <laughs> you see, like he's even oh, making that excuse. The pips have gone. The pips have uh -huh. gone. Yeah, man, and, and you know I need to do one of those English speaking movies, like the one that you did in what was it, Hawaii? Forget me, uh, yeah. Sarah Marshall. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was in that. Yeah, yeah. Gail, pay for this bill, yeah. Girl, you're gonna have to. We'll put you in. I'm. I'll write your film, girl. I'm a big shot. 
Gal, it's so lovely to talk to you. You're a lovely, lovely man with a wonderful sense of humour. We're going to go to your webcast, www.resist.com. Also, there's that other thing, blindness, coming out on the 28th well of done. November. Russell Brand, actually professional. Uh, 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 uh. Thank you, Gal, for coming on our show, you sex pot. Bye, Gal. All right, take it easy, man. Bye. Bye. Ciao, ciao, Jonathan. Bye. 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 Ciao. Thought he was going to never shut up. Oh, he went on and on and on and on and on. And on. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about something else, Gail. He was lovely. Wasn't he lovely? All Put funny your and humorous. Body away. It was really horrible to see you do that. When I touched my nipples, it was like really it. horrible. What's wrong with it? It's really horrible. Turned you on a bit, did it? I felt like I was being abused. Well, in a minute you it will be because I'm horrible. getting bored of my own genitals. Oh. I'll be over there. What you are you could... eating chips and sushi for? You, a clash you, of culture. You, you know for well you couldn't handle my genitals. I felt your willy once by mistake. You prodded it, is... you prodded it. You didn't feel it. I felt the parameters of it. Uh, uh. Pinched it from either side. It's like a torch. Nice it was. Very nice. <laughs> Liked it a lot. A lot of time for it. Now, why don't we listen to a record now by Jeffrey Lewis? He is sort of a folksy singer-songwriter, New oh, Yorky person. Must we? Yeah. Can't we do something with a banging rhythm? No, we don't want a banging rhythm. It's such an ear where I'm going to abuse you. Oh. Abuse is wrong. Don't abuse, folks. Or yourself. You can yourself. That's up to you. Do what you like. Right. Okay, then, so you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Why not go to bbc.co.uk? Why not listen to the podcast of this show oh. in a minute when you've finished listening to it? Why would you do that to yourself? Just be in a perpetual loop, a constant <laughs> of this. Do you have a little stretch there? Do you, too much for you. You're you, very cocky in the first Russell, link. Do you, Russell Brand rope and dope you. Do you I'm listen to yourself? I'm still strong. Oh, I, bet you, I bet you lie. You go home after the show, you listen to your podcast while flicking through your many books that you've written about yourself. Brilliant. While watching yourself on YouTube. <laughs> I do do all those things, I know you yes. Do. Don't you do that then? No. Oh. Is that not healthy to no. do that then? It's bad oh. for you. Why? Because it perpetuates the self-belief you have that you're somehow important when ultimately you're not. Hold on. If I'm not important, how come I'm the new Jesus then? I had to watch the spectacle then of billionaire broadcaster Jonathan Ross oh. squirreling away oh, some sushi for his daughter. Credit crunch. Waste not, wait, want not. Waste not, want not. There we go. Men to make do. That's what's all important is credit crunch. That's what I saw in the paper. Credit crunch. <clears throat> right, we've got, uh, hopefully Noel Gallagher will come on the phone later. I left a message on his answer phone, which he ignored, along mm. with wishy-washy-wishaw. He doesn't like you anymore, he told me. He loves me, come he, on. He said to me that the initial infatuation he felt for you was passed. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Hold on a minute, though, because I think people can sustain interest in me because of all my hidden depths, you know. What first. depth? Oh, you know. All Have the... you actually got depth, do you think? Yeah, quite a bit of depth. On in account. which Because I'm very clever. Yeah, but you're, you are a clever man, I'll give you that. You're definitely Double a clever, clever man, but I think you have thrown that cleverness away somewhat in, no. in pursuit of both immediate hedonistic thrills and uh, career. No, because of the spiritual pursuits that I do in my spare time, when I'm but not pursuing my career in the you, hedonistic things. You big fibbler flobbly. Hold on, because I spent only mm -hmm. the other day, I was with a swami for about an hour. Yeah, and, and you were with a swami because you wanted them to go and see his forgetting ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> and you were trying to bully them and you to see your little bad cameo in a bad comedy. Alright, mate, alright, it's a good being a swarm, is it nice? Go see Forget Sam Marshall. Go on, mate, you'll like it. What's bless, up your skirt? Bless you, my son. I do not wish to see such things. <laughs> There's a really good bit, right, with the swami where I go to him, I go to him, I go, look, mate, I think I can convey love through sex. Right? Goes, he is converting us. You know what? Said. I'd like if you if you were if you had children, yeah. right, and the swami became your friend, yeah. when he came round one day, your little boy could someone say Where's your dad? Oh, he's upstairs. He's with Dad Swami. 
What do you think of that? Twerp. That's a good joke, isn't it? That's Swami. Oh, Dennis Norden, I think if he were here, would have kicked <laughs> you in the throat. That's Swami. Let's make that into a TV series. That's Swami. That's Swami, yeah. It's like a bloke. It's a normal family. And right. a Swami, it turns out he's related to this bloke and he moves in and his dad's Swami. He's, oh no, a father. <laughs> uh, his father, beaten down by the credit crunch, right? Noel Gallagher won't return his phone calls. He's depressed. <laughs> he, he gets a Swami to move yeah. in with him and it's called Dad Swami. Dad Swami. Swami. Yeah, yeah. Dad Swami. Dad Swami. Like it. It might work. Cut it, print it. Is that fair enough? But you're doing enough for comic relief already, yeah, aren't you? Too much. You're allowed to talk about what you do for comic relief? Too, uh, you can if you want. I'm doing The Apprentice. He steals food. It was intended for Africans. <laughs> That's literally what he does. Gives it to I his own children. I have single-handedly <laughs> bought lunch for everyone in Africa twice over <laughs> during my work on comic relief. And do they write me one letter of thanks? No. A bloody drawing. No. I've sent t-shirts. I've sent <laughs> shoes. I've sent books. I've sent DVDs. I've sent sushi. <laughs> Admittedly, it didn't make it. No. Do they write to thank me? No. Ungrateful. <clears throat> if comic relief wants something off old Russ, they can have it on account of how kind I am. This is from Lauren. Hello, everyone on the show. This is a question about Noel. My best friend's boyfriend used to be deputy manager of Soul Trader, the shoe shop in Covent Garden. <laughs> Other shoe shops are available. And claims that Noel used to visit them often and also claims that Noel has tiny little six, size six no, feet. Is no. that true? Tiny little nimble feet, Noel Gallagher. No wonder he can't stand up on a stage without being pushed over you like know, a little skittle. You know, the problem with those little feet <laughs> He's is... balanced on pinpricks. If you see a man with little feet wearing <clears throat> socks, they look a little bit like a dog wearing socks. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's Have you put look. socks on your dogs? Is that uh, what no, we've but learned? I've seen certain films where sometimes a dog is wearing socks. I'm what? not going to say no more. What? Sex films? A dog in socks? What's no, sexy about a dog in no. socks? Crofts. <laughs> Why would anyone put a dog in socks? Because if they're coming indoors, you don't want to trape the mud around, do they? <laughs> ah, you a little a dog in socks. I don't agree with putting clothes on a dog. I oh, think yeah? it's embarrassing for you the dog. You haven't got a dog, though. I know, but I've got then, a cat. Okay, I'm... well, listen. As soon as you get a dog, you can tell us what you think <laughs> about dogs. Until then, keep your bloody mouth shut. Yeah, keep still, man. What do you know about dogs and dogs in socks? Zip it, buffer. Fair enough. I spoke out of turn and I was rightly punished. Now let's play uh, our item, what is called gay, and it's where we help people that are or may be related to gay. Yoo hoo! <laughs> That's not the jingle. You can't contribute to that. Let's hear that jingle. That's quite a good jingle. Gay! Right, okay, Jonathan, I'll do this first bit, then you... Re well done, well done, encouraging. <laughs> trying to get into character for you. <laughs> <laughs> you who he say, he say you who. Good old, that's all right. Look, he carrying on, he's earned a lot of money for that. It's Whoopsie. good, encourage it. This is from Ed Strong. Yes. Right, and it's a thing he's saying. Me and my mates have been trying to reclaim the word gay so it can be used positively. We feel the recent use of gay by people like Chris Moore, Chris Moore's nice man, to mean rubbish is not cool. Yeah. We feel that it should be used to mean good, as in that's really gay, or that's not gay, man, in a positive way. What gay day? Yeah, right, like he used to do, Larry Grayson. This is how the word was used previously, so it's not a big leap. I hope you could use your radio show to spread this message and make this accepted social homophobia a thing of the past. Love from Ed Strong. P.S. I'm not gay myself. Gayness, in fact, disgusts me. Oh, Ed, you've let us all you down. Let down at the end no, he says that his brother's come out as gay. Congratulations, Harry. Keep reaching for that rainbow, which I believe is a sex move in the gay community. Oh, nice. Well done. Uh, and yes, from now on, the word gay don't mean nothing except good stuff and actual gayness in a man. Once again, on you're man not Jesus. You don't have any power I'll by saying it. it you haven't made it so that is now so you think you're patrick Star stewart in star trek don't you make it so make it so but you're not you can't be a you're not a spaceman i might be able to jonathan because look at my charisma and physical appearance would right and that's would... another thing i was thinking when i met old brownie points i thought mm. hang on you're in charge of the whole country just because you went to university yeah, i'd yeah. like to see you do a speech as good as my speech they've got jokes in them mm. so better i'm in charge no 
Definitely. I wouldn't make the policies. Someone else would do that. I'm the front man. You I'm the Mick Jagger. You're like the Sarah Palin of the UK. Very much. Yes, the yes. Sarah Palin. Yeah. Get well soon, Mum. Like do you want me to read this out? <laughs> yeah, what is okay. it? Hello, everyone on the show. I have a big gay problem. It's not me reading, by the way, but it is from someone called Ross. So that's why you've given it to me, isn't it? To make it seem like it's me. Yep. Like I would hide behind. We've tied you up in knots, mate. Because uh, this is the future of broadcasting, well, if yeah? I, if I was gay, I'd be delighted. No, I'm sure you would. The gay community would probably throw up, but it'd be lovely for you. Mate, that's so unkind. What a horrible thing to say. I think Can I say that actually hurt me? That no, actually hurt never. me. No, that did. That, that pierced this carapace of mine, and I'm actually not quite hurt. Not the carapace. Yeah, the carapace has been pierced. It's not by been brain. pierced. It has. It was It's never been you. so thorough. Yeah, no, no, no. I know it looks big, but no, you pop right through it. Not the carapace. No, you look yeah, lovely. Oh, you pop right You've through it. I was carapace. actually going to say, and here's a compliment your arms look nice. Do you do some exercise? You're quite muscly, aren't you? Come here, let's arm wrestle. Oh, no, no, you'll definitely win. I'm not, I don't I do I know I'll win. Like What's the point of me fighting you if I'm not going to win? Fight, fight. No, I'll not do an arm wrestle. Shall we'll I do it him afterwards. over and punch him? Right. We'll do it on the videocast. Okay. Do look at the videocast, right, uc.co.uk. I'll have an arm wrestle, which I'll definitely lose, which will really piss me off. Yeah. So I'm actually very egotistical, yeah. alpha male, yeah. in spite of all this hullabaloo. You're not really Difficult. an alpha male. Well, I Jonathan, not in like you, big cocksure swagger around your house with all your dogs, you bloody cliche. Yeah, I'm like Bill Sykes. In a <laughs> genuine way. In a leader, an authoritarian <laughs> leader that can bring us the freedom through spirituality and socialism. You know what I'd quite like to do? Would you be interested in making a short, perhaps low budget movie with me in which I play Bill Sykes and you play my Nancy? Yes! <laughs> okay. I would be interested. Here's the letter it. from Ross. Hello, everyone on the show. I have a big gay problem. I'm in love with one of my best friends. I've worked with him, Mark, maybe you shouldn't have named him, for oh, many years, enjoying there. a relatively successful career together over the past few years we have been met every thursday night from eight to ten and had a laugh he's eight bad to grandma. ten eight to That's normally when they meet. with some friends however recently he's not been there for a personal reason i came on to him and he rejected me harshly oh. and since then he has failed us up on thursdays well i think we know why don't I we go thursday eight to ten if someone come on to me in that oh, way it's extremely complicated Offensive. he explained but he couldn't go on he told me he thinks he might be gay Hold on, so that's perfect. My friends are asking about him, but I don't know how to explain his sudden departure from appearing every Thursday night from 8, eight to, to 10. 10. That's when the meeting happens. Everyone knows that. What should I say? Could I explain the whole gay situation to my friends who do not know mm. either of us could mm. be gay from Ross? Kiss. Right, Ross. Well, okay, this is down to you and I, Jonathan. Mm. Mr. G, he seldom of any help unless it's a poem. Mm. So it's down to you and I to solve this bloody gay Can problem. Can I be honest with you? What do you think? I'm not interested. You don't care about not the gay really. problem. Not really. Sort it out for yourself. <laughs> and if not, I've had a look around. There's hundreds of gays out there. Find a new one. You've undermined our item, Jonathan. No, no, I haven't undermined. You've I'm undermined saying, it I don't by saying you don't care. I don't personally care about this man's problems. Sounds to me like he made the whole thing up just to get his letter written out of the way. <laughs> you sound to me like you hate gays. Well, like Enoch that... Powell, but for gays. Is that right? There'll be rivers of cum. <laughs> the famous speech made yet again. No, I do not hate gays, and I refute that allegation wildly, and I know made for comic purpose only, but even so, even frankly, I resent it. Help the gays, the lad, then. Look, mate, if I you and that it. lad want to be gay, don't listen to Jonathan Ross's advice, which was you should be put in some sort of pen and gorped at no, by just Victorians a, no, just flipping an, your farthings. Just an island, like the Isle of Wight. <laughs> like the Isle of Wight. Uh, lovely gay island for uh, you and your mate. Lesbos. They want that word back. The islanders of Lesbos go... What's this about everyone wanting words back? Look, you <laughs> don't own a word. You can't claim a word back. It gets used, it gets reused, it gets changed. It gets, it's organic. It flows. That's the nature of language. You can't own words. Don't now pack it. it in. Stop it. Right, good. Well done. That's Thank the first you. We've solved that problem, if Phew. not the 8 to 10 dilemma of Ross right, and his gay Ross friend. Ross and the 8 to 10 gayness. Okay, Do you okay. Should switch to a Wednesday night meeting? Would that solve it? <laughs> Why don't you, slot, you and your mate meet on a Wednesday night, get all your gay friction out of the way, like, work out whether you want to have gay sex or that. Maybe even have the gay sex. Gay friction, was that a film? 
Like mm. Pulp Fiction. Gay friction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, burgers, mayonnaise, etc. The whole thing would work almost From the flawlessly. the people who bought you Dad's swami. <laughs> Gay friction. Our pun-based movie franchise. I think, actually, uh, yeah, meet him on a Wednesday between six and seven, work out your gay problems, then do maintain your Thursday eight to ten meeting. Or don't. We don't care. I care a you bit. You don't really care. No, I don't. No, you're right. So neither of us care, but basically, love. Love for you. Love no. and peace. Love and a bit of the old piece. Here is some news. A Cambodian couple hoping to avoid the country's convoluted divorce process have separated by sawing their house in half, local authorities said Thursday. That Step-toe was an episode of Steptoe and Son. Yeah, exactly. Steptoe and Son, one of the finest episodes with the revolving door barrier to get to the loo. The revolving door barrier to get to the You're loo. You're a bit like the older Steptoe. Oh, don't say that to me, Jonathan. Oh, Harold. <laughs> don't compare me to Wilfred Bramble. I'm ever so sorry, Harold. Dad! Oh, Dad, what have you done? You've done it again, Dad. Oh, I'm ever so sorry, I, I just, just wanted a chance to, to make my own life, Dad, and you ruined it, didn't you? You went and ruined it. You won't be able to start your own life. You'll fail without me. Yeah, stay here. Oh, See? Dad, oh, Dad. We've captured the basic dynamic. Dad, where's my Swami? If you imagine that in Cambodia, you've oh. got a Cambodian version of Steptoe and Son. Are you fluent in Cambodian? Very much, and that's why I've been able to interpret those words so sagely. Well. Here's a few, because this is, they've just given me an original Cambodian newspaper, and this is just the gist of it. Husband, Myram Rim, and his wife, Nda Anan. Am they, I alone in having lost interest in this item? Uh, well, I'm just on autopilot now. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> laughing and blushing at the same time about the message we left on Andrew Sachs' answer machine. Oh, earlier. why did we leave it's that just, message on Andrew Sachs' answer phone? I feel like I was in it, shock, and now it's becoming a reality for me, and I'm going to be blushing <laughs> and feeling terrible and sweating like I've got the flu for three days now. Well, it's going to be difficult. Let's just be, look, just Do you know where he up, lives? Do you know where he lives? Why don't right, we go that, around his house on the way home and apologise? That's the only way we can make better the Andrew Sachs situation we've created, right, by leaving that answer phone message where you said Russell's effed your granddaughter, Go. the only way we can make it better is by leaving another <laughs> answer phone message, Jonathan. Right, I'm going to... Oh, God, I don't but know if I'm holding it But this time, in. it's going to be a kind and nice one where we apologise for the previous one. All right, let's do it. It might just work. Yes, yes, we can do it. I think, what what was that? My, my Richard, yeah, you wanted to buy... Oh, you're, blimey, you're, what a sort Come on, come on, mate. Richard the third birth. Hey, don't mind oh, if I do. Dear. Why not? Stop being in a room with Chaz and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I am a composite of Chaz and Dave. According to one thinner skin. <laughs> All their diet. Diverse qualities I've captured. So, yeah, let's ring back Andrew Sachs. Yes. We'll apo- oh, right, there's Andrew Sachs's oh, phone. Oh, I hope he... What if he answers this time? You're on your own, then. Oh, you're on your own. No, I'm, Jonathan. I'm, I'm no, please. I'll, I'll do here. anything. I'll come up. Hope my whole career to you. Hello. Okay. Manuel here. <gasps> Right, Sorry, I can't answer at the moment, but... I'm too busy again, thinking about message. killing myself <laughs> because no. of the half-truths of my daughter's social life. When you've left your, your message, message yeah, we all know that. Why do they bother with that bit these days? It's a waste of our time listening to that bit. <gasps> Andrew, this is Russell Brand. I'm so sorry about the last message. It was part of the radio show. It was a mistake. Just a joke. I don't. If there is any truth in that, I don't know. It was just a joke. It was Russell, just a joke. Russell basically. asked me to say it as a joke. It was just a joke that we done. Basically, I didn't ask him to say it though. But you know, aside from that Did. bit, this one's true Did. and the last one's not true. And but, this look. Well, it I, might be true, but I, we didn't want to break it to in such a harsh way. Right. Okay. Look, the truth is, look, Andrew. I'm phoning you to ask if I can marry, that's right, marry your granddaughter, Georgina the granddaughter. And I'd like to be a page boy. <laughs> he wants to be a page boy. We're going to have a Forty Towers themed no, wedding. No, now you've spoiled no! it. No, I thought I'm any better. Oh, look, look, I'm sorry. I'll do anything. I wore a condom. Put the phone down. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
oh, what's going to happen? Look, I've got a mental illness. I think, do you think that made it better? You'll never become King Rat in the Variety Club now. That's oh, a no, that's over for me. I'm never going to be King Rat in the Variety never, Club. You're never going to be welcome to old showbiz. Jonathan, I think we've made the, I think we've made the situation worse. I think, uh, who would have thought? Two people like us could possibly have made the situation work. How could we have all our skills, our social skills, our talents, our experiences? Our intentions were pure. You know the only way we can make this better, don't let's you? Let's phone him again. Let's phone back. And this time, let's leave a nice message. This, we've got to make it better. We'll phone Andrew Sachs back. We've got to stop upsetting Manuel. This time, Jonathan, I'm convinced we can make it better. Well, what should we not mention? The war? Just don't, ma right, don't mention the war. Don't mention his granddaughter. Don't say you only ever played Manuel. Records. Don't mention the four records. The bill. Right. Come on, let's do it. famous and then don't don't mention the bill in a negative way. Let's just sing to him. Right, yes. Yes! We'll just sing to him. Gift of song. What song should we sing? Well, I'll make up something as I go along. And I'll do the bum, 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 bum. Yeah. I'll be Bing Crosby to your David Bowie. That's what I've always seen our relationship as. Lovely song. A Christmas themed hit. Okay. She was bent over the couch. Thank you. When you've left your message, just right, hang okay. up Shut or up more that often woman. press one at any time. Ba -ba -ba I'd like to apologise for these terrible yeah, attacks, Andrew Sachs. I'd like to show contrition to the max, Andrew Sachs. I'd like to create world peace between the yellow, whites and blacks, Andrew Sachs. Andrew Sachs. I said some things I didn't have order, like I had sex with your granddaughter. Daughter, but it was consensual, and she wasn't menstrual. It was consensual, lovely sex. It's full of respect. I send her a text. I've asked her to marry me. Andrew Sachs, if you deign it, this nuptial pact could be. Oh, Andrew Sachs, will you marry me? Will you marry Jonathan? No, no, that's a different part. Sounds like he wants to now. <laughs> this has made it worse. Look, I feel oh, it's no, made it worse. You've trivialised the whole terrible incident. It, it started fine it. and then you went on about nonsense. You said you wanted to marry him. It was Because I well. didn't know. I wasn't really listening to you. I was concentrating on my back harmonies. The back harmonies were good. Yeah. Then you tried to get involved in lyrics. You've not you know, there's only one way we could possibly make this better. Because <laughs> <laughs> what can we do? <laughs> Let's use up the rest of his tape. But this time with a heartfelt and sincere <laughs> apology. A call to arms. <laughs> Uh, mention, uh, basically, pretend you're Gordon Brown and make a beautiful speech rescuing the country from the credit crunch and rescuing him from the inner turmoil you've caused by yes. saying that you jumped on a relative. Yes! You're right, Jonathan! You're right! At last. Only by doing the exact thing that we've done three times already can we make this situation If you learn better. one thing from history, it's do not repeat your mistakes. Don't repeat them! So let's do it right this time. This time we've got... Thank God, Jonathan. Maybe this time... <laughs> We You're can, not doing the lyrics. I want to do the song this time. John pulls it up and I can't do backing. It's not in my nature. But you talked about his granddaughter's menstruation. Look, we've got a golden opportunity here mm. to make Andrew Sachs happy. The nice thing is we know we could do it again afterwards. So if we we should go in a little bit more relaxed this time. Right, yeah, that's true. Let's not 
look at this as the last time we're going to call Andrew Sachs. <laughs> because that's the mistake we've made in the exactly. past. Exactly. We got all wound up thinking it's our one chance. Yeah. No, no. The wonder the technology is such that we can keep doing this we for hours. We can keep ringing Andrew. And even after the show's finished, Jonathan, Definitely. we can find out where Andrew Definitely. Sachs lives, kick his front door in, and scream apologies into his uh, bottom. I'm entering his number in onto my portable phone with the speed dial button right now. Right. Get it on your phone. Right. That's on Jonathan's phone. We can just keep on troubling Andrew Sachs. But let's just, right, this time, more than any other time, this time, Maybe we this will. Time. This let's, let's do it. Right. <clears throat> okay. Right. Let's get right. I'll have a little practice. You big, pretend you're Andrew Sachs' answer phone. Okay. Hello. And Manuel is not in right now. Please leave a message after the tone. Leave a message. All right, Andrew Sachs' answer phone. I'm ever so sorry about what I said about Andrew Sachs. And, uh, oh, no, don't repeat the name. Oh, yeah. He sorry. knows who he is. All right. Just, just say, just you find know who you just are, say, mate. No, that sounds threatening. Just say, <laughs> just try, just say, just say, sorry. I'll kill you. No, no, don't, no, just say, sorry, don't, don't say you're wearing as a hat. No, just say sorry, sorry, just sorry. It's the hardest word sometimes. Right, sorry, just right. When you've left, your right, okay, it's, it's got to be helpful to say. Don't burp on it. That nearly went down the answer phone. Ever since I was a little boy, just say sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, I've done a lot of bad things sorry. as a boy. No, don't sorry. go on about it. Sorry, I'm so. Sorry, all right? Sorry. I'm so sorry that I had a difficult life. No. No, no, I'm sorry. Just I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, it. Andrew. Just let it heal. Just, let's just take some time together. Look, we can no, meet up. he doesn't want to spend any time with you. Gail Garcia Morkablaka. It's making it worse. So, just say sorry. 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 Jonathan, sorry as well. Sorry. It was his sorry. idea. I was influenced. I just wanted to impress Jonathan Ross I, I and I got swept anyone. up in it. Sorry. Sorry. Very sorry. sorry about everything that's ever happened. You were good in the bill. Stop that. All right, all right. No, but bye. Learn from your mistakes. I've everyone. learned a lot from this, Andrew, and it won't ever, ever happen. Oh, now when I watch Forty Towers, I'm going to think like Arthur oh, is feeling. Have you, have you got John Cleese's number? Let's ring John Cleese. You're right. Right, right. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. Sorry. Right, sorry. Right. The only way we can make this better yeah. is call up Connie Booth, John <laughs> Cleese, Brunella Scales, anyone involved in Forty Towers, the Major. Yeah, get him. <laughs> if he dies, we will drag his bones out morning, of the Morning, morning, 40. Anyone been on my Papers granddaughter? Papers arrived at 40. <laughs> Russell Brand disease my granddaughter yet 40. Join us again for another edition of Dad Swami here on Radio <laughs> 2. This week, Russell Brand offends much-loved actor Andrew uh, Sachs. You did as well. Well, in many ways, I was a lovable cutie while you were a brute. I don't know what to say. I don't know what came over me. Mm, I'm funny, sure you've really. heard that before. No, yeah, well, I, <laughs> we all know. Thank you, Dennis Norton. <laughs> there he is. He's, his seed has been rich throughout this show, hasn't it? Yeah. Everything's a pun Planted now. Planted and it was bountiful. Lovely. Coming to the end of a fantastic show with Jonathan Ross. I think if anyone, has, no one could have been offended by anything that went on in that Who show. Who could possibly be offended by anything there? I don't think anyone could have been offended by that. No, you're Not crazy. Really. If they were, they're crazy people. I mean, if Andrew Sachs listens to his answer uh, phone message got, when he gets The great him. thing is, the saving grace is you didn't have anything to do with his granddaughter, did you? That's the saving... That, only that so makes therefore, it okay. So therefore, it's all fine. It's all, all fine. fine. It's just a jest. Just you, a jest. You didn't. You didn't have anything to do Oh, actually, yeah, I did. I slept with her. Oh. But... Un ultimately undermined, not undermined, underlined with love. Under underlined undermined with love, yeah. pure love. The slip speaks volumes. <laughs> oh dear, you just said you didn't believe in Freud or Freudian analysis, and you said it was a poetic attempt to restructure the unknowable and try and get a hold of things. And then oh. when you're on air, you go, oh, I've got no soap. Huh? So, 
There you are. When have I ever boasted about sex? <laughs> I don't know what you do. I try. I, I just turn off as soon as I hear the theme titles and see them little purple bubbles. Bang! Off it goes. I bet you wait to see the one you're in there, don't you? Am I still yeah. on the credit? <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, oh, just thank about. God. Keep I've, asked, I've asked to have you out, but apparently it costs money to remove those. <laughs> Am I in a bubble? <laughs> How ironic! Uh, okay, now Mr. G will summarise the show, which is what he does every week, Jonathan, with a fantastic poem. Here it is, Mr. G. Oh, Let's hear G. Okay, yeah, right. okay, this poem is called Heroes for Hire. Two titans of titanic stature, tormented to be twinned in tempestuous rapture. Transactional analysis of ego state paralysis, the challenges for Rambo and Dad Swami to handle this. Going dizzy for dizzy with a waft of whimsy, Jonathan maneuvers through Satsumas confused by orange pip seeds. Quid pro quo, the trincolo flows with Norden's quips and Gordon's click delivering sweet lyrics on answering phones. Search for cooking within and gale force winds, it's chips versus sushi both blurting out links. You've been listening to Radio 2, I hope you've enjoyed your fill with Steph son and that bloke from the bill. Woo! Yeah! yeah right, the G. One time. One well time. Well done, Mr. G. On oh, the bloody mic, you summer thing. Can I, I suggest you... something in future? Yeah, your relationship... Cut the Disney... show out and just put that bit out. Because then people get two hours back. It covers the show beautifully. <laughs> they don't have to listen to you prancing like a ninny. Yes, but uh, some of the words need to be anchored in the show, mm. so it doesn't give it any context. And anyway, right, listening to you go, one time, one time, one your relationship with Disney rascal ain't going to last five minutes. Big, big up the Disney. He doesn't like you. He does like I'm going to get friends uh, with him. I'm going to get such good Noel, friends. Did Noel call? No. Oh, did I get a text from Dizzy? Yes. Oh, hold on, here's a text from Noel. Hello, Russell. There's just nothing on the reaffirm. phone. He's not even holding a phone. <laughs> he's holding, he's holding a keychain in front of his face. I like you very much better than Oasis, how I do, but I never text called back. I'm in called. Sorry, I typed text them. Oh, but I was like, sorry, I've got a text here from Alex Disney and the Monkey Rascal. said he loves me. <laughs> oh, hold on. It's I love Liam you more than Alexa Chung, he said here. Hold on. Do you want to do a record with us? Oh, look, Brian Ferry's texting me. Oh, look at Please, this. Jim Morrison. Buy me some I new trousers. Jonathan Ross. <laughs> Jesus has texted me. Who's that fool pretending to be me? Punch <laughs> oh, him in the Barry face. Barry Norman. Oh, <laughs> film 2008's rubbish. You're better when I've done it. At least I... Doc Cotton's texting me. I want my voice back. Oh, right. Um, you've got speech impediment. You shouldn't be allowed on a television. Ah, ah, ah. What? Uh, what? Nothing. Calm what? down. Calm down. Sorry. Calm down. <laughs> save, save it. Sorry. Save Sorry. something to the bedroom. Yes, that's you've true. You've got a young lady out there unfulfilled from last night. <laughs> That woman has got orgasm shuddering through her whole body, and we've only just met. How about that? Well, and yes, I'm talking about Joe, the engineer. She's, she's been next door with Steve Wright. Ah, <laughs> oh, Stephen Wright. And his self-applied fillings. Listen, when I do a filling, it does feel right. Russell Brand, all on the mic. You've been listening to the Russell Brand Radio Show. Thank you, Jonathan Russell, for being a fantastic host. Thank you. Excellent work, excellent. Thank you to all our guests, Dennis Norden, Gal Garcia Brunel. I thought he's a bridge builder, only or something. <laughs> Come on, let's get his actual name. Gal Garcia. Burnell. Burnell. He's brilliant. He's a brilliant, brilliant actor. I love him. I was only mucking about. Mr. G, fantastic poem. Did we talk to someone else in the show? No. We were hoping to get oh, Noel Gallagher. Andrew Sachs featured, I think, in some way. Yeah, we should, and, we should send a bunch of flowers to Andrew Sachs. Let's send a bunch of flowers to Andrew Sachs' appeal, because we're really, really going to have to get past I a lot of things we don't. Said. Have you ever bumped into him? No. Let's hope that continues. Then. Oh, my word. Oh, God. You <laughs> might hear from his granddaughter, though. She might find him and say, what She's going to, because she, knows, she was always saying to me, oh, please, if you ever meet Could my granddad. Phone, phone her and ask her to break it gently to him and say, there's a message. And when you get home, just delete them Good all. Good idea. Just delete them all. That is, we've finally got a chance for redemption. <laughs> we'll ring the granddaughter. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. no, I've got a better idea. Let's both put on striped T-shirts, break into his house. Yes. Merely to delete the answer. I found a message. Let's see what happens. What could go wrong? Nothing. No, Literally nothing could go wrong as we smash out 
way into Andrew Sachs's house. No, no, we're breaking like cat burglars tonight when yes. he's in bed. While he sleeps. And they go up to the pillow and kiss him to say sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we kiss him up and down his body, apologise him, <laughs> drench him in gym. Ma- masturbate him to say sorry. Make so you feel better. Sorry. So sorry, Andrew Sachs. This will make up for it. Go on, finish it. Into the palm of my hand. Good girl for Uncle Daddy. Good girl for Uncle Daddy. <laughs> there we go. What a lovely show it's been. Uh, you are listening to. What's that what? noise I hear? Ah, it's a Sony Award coming uh, your way. Already got another Golden <laughs> Sony Award for Russell Brand and the Sony Awards. Yeah, yeah, Russell Brand. Thanks for listening to the show. Oh, Jonathan, we read this because then it goes What's into that? the newsy uh, poos. The Russell Brand Show is a vanity project for the BBC. This is BBC Radio 2 Online on Digital Land on 88 to 91 FM. News, news, news. Woohoo, news. Uh,